The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Damn you faux non-terrorist explosions that are probably the crappy old um, PowerPoints, uh, a really rubbish old unimportant station in North London that I used to live nearby and we lived above uh, a, a woman, an old woman and her uh, mum and they were nuts and they would bang on the ceiling and shout about effing men and stuff. Um, so, so damn all, so damn all of that. Um, so, uh, we were going to have Tony Robinson in the studio tonight, but then we heard there was an explosion in Southgate. Of course, we instantly all thought it was some form of um, Islamic extremism, terrorism, and it turns out it probably isn't. Probably just a bit of bad luck, and it's a really old station. That's uh, the police are saying it's not terrorism. If it is, we'll find out. But um, me and Catherine made a grown-up decision to cancel uh sir tony robinson coming in because we thought well if this if this is if this is those bad guys if this is the um the beatles of terrorism the the jihadists they're man alive we, we can't have sir tony robinson in the studio we, we would have to boot him out so we cancelled him and then like minutes later the police were ah, it's probably it's probably not probably not it's probably not the bad guys Ah, well. Ah, well. He was cool about it. Was, we'll get him in another day. We'll get him in another day. Luckily, no one has been seriously injured. And let me think about it. Actually, it's probably a good thing that it wasn't 
terrorism. Now I think on it, yes. the fact that buggered up our show for the first hour is, is, is of minor consequence. And no doubt some of you reactionary idiots will be writing your emails to Ofcom and to Danny Morris already saying I'm making light of international terrorism. If we don't make light of it, then God damn it, Osama Bin Laden has won from beyond his watery grave. If he's dead, if he's dead, I don't believe it. So I was thinking today, um, so basically we haven't got anything for the show. Um, so I was um, thinking today, um, uh, uh, um, what do I care about? Because right, there's all this story about the kids in cages. Yeah. Right? And I was listening to LBC because we don't do a breakfast show on this station. I was listening to Nick Ferrari. And the number of callers that were phoning in agreeing with putting kids in cages. British what? callers agreeing with it, right? And then I saw, um, um, uh, what's his name? The, the diet fantasist. He agrees with it. And I thought, oh, right, okay, right. So we've got, we've got arseholes in this country that agree with putting kids in cages. And I started to feel myself getting quite angry, right? And then I checked my anger. And I realised that I was creating that anger from within myself, deliberately, because I felt I ought to care. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to sound cold, OK? But then I'm going to follow it on with actually probably even more coldness. Right. So I, I checked myself and I realised, this anger, I'm, I'm self-generating this anger. I wonder what happens if I do nothing. So I did nothing and the, the anger subsided. And I realised, and this is not necessarily a comment on the state of the world. It's more a comment on me and where I am at this precise moment in my life. I don't care. I don't care about kids in cages. I don't care. I don't care. I don't think they should be in there. But I'm not... I, I don't really care. And I thought, right, OK. Pick another story. So this kid and the cannabis oil and all of that. I thought, right, right. let, let the knee-jerk reaction go and let it subside. Now what do you think? Oh, I don't care about that either. I don't care. I don't care about it. I thought, right, another big story. The uh, Theresa May and the £20 billion pounds a year for the, uh, for the NHS. Um, don't care about that. And I went through all the stories, right? I don't care about anything. I Honestly, I don't care. I don't care about anything. And I was trying to think. By, by the way, if you think I'm sounding like a complete ass, phone me up and tell me. Or if you're kind of going... Yeah, do you know what? I don't care either about anything. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Right. Um, and I think it's partly where I am in terms of like my life and, and my head and my depression and all of that. But I guess I don't care about anything that's happening in the world. What's on the, what's on the, certainly don't care about the World Cup. Um, let's see what we've got. Uh, um, fleece. Here we go. Front page of the Daily Mail. Fleeced at the petrol pumps. I buy petrol. Buy a lot of petrol. Fury, as drivers are overcharged by £2.50 a tank and prices hit three-year high. I don't care. I, d- I don't care. I-, I couldn't care less. Um, let's see. What, let, 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 let's... Uh, um, I, I I, but there's not, I, I can't even find a story to focus on in, um, in the news. I just don't care. About anything. And, um, I, I, and this, well, okay, and this proves to me that this is, this is not normal behaviour. Because, um, I went to my eldest sports day today. 
And honest, and I was proud of him, and I had a great time seeing him, and he, he somehow he stole all of my coins from my pocket during his sports day so he could go and buy strawberries and cream and homemade lemonade that the, the older kids were selling. And I don't know how that... I think, I think I ended up buying strawberries and cream for all of his mates as well. I think that's what happened. Basically, I was mugged by my own eight-year-old son. Um, who was showing the same aptitude for sports at that age as I was. And it was great. And there was lots of mums and dads, really, come on, boy, come on, do, come on, doing all that. And I was like, come on, son, just, just do what you fancy. Give it, give it your best shot. That's it. I, and, and I was watching the thinking, I don't care. I don't care about this. I honestly don't care. And there are lots of parents getting very het up about it. And, and when I say I don't care, let me qualify that in case my son, after I die, um, or hears this recording back and goes, what? Dad didn't like me. I do like you, son. I like you quite a lot. Prefer your brother. That's a joke. Um, he won't see the video. Um, and I love him and I adore him and I worship him. And the two boys are everything in my life to me. And it was such a thrill seeing him doing his best. And he looked really cute because he had his cap on when he was running. And he was having a laugh. And he told me how he stayed up late and watched the football last night. It's the first time he's done that. And all of that. And I enjoyed all of that. But the event, I didn't care. Didn't care. And and I left early. I left early because I had some stuff I had to do before going away tomorrow. But I, I, I possibly could have pushed it on. I just didn't care. I don't care about anything and when you start to realize you don't care about your kids sports day and you don't care about kids apparently there are a hundred of them under the age of six in cages in um an old warehouse in texas if you don't care about that um it either means it means one of two things it either means you are soulless or it means you are um uh indestructible I think I'm indestructible. I think I have a soul, don't I, Catherine? You work with me for I've a while. I've seen it occasionally, yeah. No, um, no, no, talking about my, my soul, not yeah. my... Uh, no, I yeah. haven't seen that. Okay, well, um, you think you haven't. Well... Remember that funny pencil sharpener I gave you for Christmas? Oh, God. Yes. Do you prefer pencils or pencil sharpeners? It depends on the day. Really? Mm. Okay, depends yeah. what I'm aiming to do. Okay. I, I prefer pencil sharpeners. What, I, I don't what, really what, like pencils. Well, what if the job is drawing? Well... But okay, but what if you would if you had to use a pencil sharpener? Yeah, if you had it. to go down on a pencil sharpener, would you? Of course, yeah. Okay, beautiful. I've got one. Um, I've got like a double one, different sizes. <laughs> For you know, women listening will know this because you get different shaped pencils. Don't tell her! Don't tell her! Don't tell her! So I don't care. No, I think you're frazzled, mate. Mm, so I think you're frazzled. Do you think so? Yeah. Do you, does, do you think I'm indestructible, though? No. Oh, no. I think I'm indestructible. Yeah, OK. Well, you carry on thinking that. <laughs> but that's... Uh... Is that a sign of frazzlement? Yeah. I just don't... Um, I, there's, 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 there's a, there is a news overload. There's a news overload in this world. And we're constantly, constantly just, just being pummeled with all different kinds of news and... And and Twitter and Facebook and t- Sky News and and talk radio, you know, which for twenty one hours in the day is pretty much um, news based. Although I did hear James talking a lot about ironing shirts and bleeding radiators, so there is a little bit of um, light in there. Um, but we're just constant, and I just got to the point. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care because oh, all right. Here is the thing, right? Um, and I'm seeing lots of the, the, some of the few people I follow on Twitch, John Ronson and Matt Haig, getting very upset about the children in, in, in cages, right? Okay, so they're retweets. Okay, right. So if I cared about it, 
What does that achieve? What does that achieve apart from... Is that the point of emotion? No, 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 it's not. But I think, I think, oh, let's do it. Let's get in there. I think it's part of the point of emotion because, because um, by caring about something, you then try and effect a change. To, you, you try and change the situation, okay? So if I cared about this situation in America, 0344 499 1000, by the way, maybe you think I've gone nuts. I don't know. Um, we'll have a look at Twitter in a bit, see what they're saying. Right, so if I care, well, what, what, what could I do? I could, I could tweet about it. Mm-hmm. Echo chamber. Twitter doesn't, Twitter achieves very, very little. Very, echo chamber. And some people would pile in and have a pop at me. Okay, right, fine. So that doesn't fix anything. Um, all right, well, I've got this radio show that broadcasts about 65, 70,000 people. Okay, so uh, what? I'm going to do a phone in. Do you think it's right that President Trump is locking up kids in cages? Okay, well, what does that do? All that does is we get people, you know, liberals phoning in saying, no, I think it's wrong. We get some people phoning in and go, oh, I think it's actually it's a good, it's a message to illegal immigrants. Um, and all we do by doing that is we create more tension and more worry and more stress and more division, right? So, so there's no point in doing that. It's not going to, Trump's not going to be listening and going, wow, this, 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 this guy that used to do the 11 o'clock show, this is, uh, he's, he's got a point. I'm going to, that doesn't achieve anything. So what else could I do? Couldn't do anything. Write a letter, write a strongly worded letter to Donald Trump. There's nothing you can do. But he's all about um, public approval and he does care about his image online, doesn't he? No. Yeah, he does. No. Yeah. No, no. Cause yeah, but he doesn't care about mine. Baby man. He doesn't care about what I say. But if if thousands of people, I don't say think he. I I think he preferred Jamie Lomas. To be honest, he probably did. Yeah, he's that yeah. sort. He's that sort. Yeah. I, I'm a cuck. I'm a um, a libtard beta beta cuck snowflake. I'm a snowflake. I'm the fake news. So he's not going to give a stuff about what I say. So there's no point in me caring. If I cared, and this is only a temporary, I mean, this may only be a temporary thing. This may be, if I cared about everything, I would go nuts. Yeah, that's precisely what's happening. What? Sorry? I'm going nuts. No. No, I think that it's it's a reaction to um, being under extreme pressure. Yeah. Just cutting down to the survival stuff. Yeah. There's my theory anyway. Okay. But well, I've got no degrees in okay. that. Okay. Okay. Well, we can talk about that. Basically, we haven't got anything for the first hour because of um the um non-terrorist explosion. What, whatever went off. What, yeah. whatever, some, some some someone dropped something and it went off in Southgate. Southgate, too. Uh, I used to live Grange Gardens just around the corner and there's a, the curry house opposite is called I think it's called Romna Gate. That's what it's called, Romna Gate. What a great curry house in there. What a great curry house. Um, hey, phone up Rom the Gate. Let's see if we can get someone from Rom the Gate on. Curry House in Southgate, directly opposite the station. Let's get the latest from the guys in Rom the Gate. We'll be speaking to those guys after these short messages on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, Tina's asked on YouTube... Can I ask why you cancelled when Southgate is nowhere near the studio? Well, I've, I've, I've answered you on, um, I've answered you on YouTube there. 
And then um, uh, David says on Twitter, to be fair, David Frost, a British broadcaster, brought down Nixon. Well, first of all, I don't think he did bring down Nixon. I think there was a whole series of events, including, you know, theft and blackmail and, and lying. Um, and you watched that film and you got, I think you kind of followed the Hollywood narrative. David Frost didn't bring it out. Secondly, he was interviewing Nixon over three days. Thirdly, it was in America and it was broadcast in America. So all of your points, David, are moot. Moot. So you voicing disapproval from um, thousands of miles away. <laughs> On a poxy little radio station that, that hasn't even bothered to advertise, even since they signed Eamon Stay at Homes. Oh, yeah, well, don't worry. When Eamon comes on board, we're going to go nuts on the advertising. Where? In your office? Because I haven't seen any of it. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Good evening, Alan. He's been on the phone Again. for 15 minutes. How the hell can a man fall asleep on the t- on the, on, on, whilst on the phone in 15 minutes? Well, there is a man who's answering your question. He doesn't care. Um, right, now, now right, everyone's... Are people really stupid? Right, so Tina said, why, why did you cancel Tony Robinson, even though Southgate is nowhere near the studio? Then Marcus has replied, it's a safety issue. No, it isn't. No, guess again, guys. How, 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 how close is Manchester to us? It's quite a long way. Yeah, and, and when that bomb went off... Well, we didn't know what it was, if you remember. There was talk about balloons or maybe a speaker blowing, but you just don't know. And so We cancelled um, him because if it had been, we weren't sure if it was a major event or is it hopefully turning out to be a minor event. Had it been a major event and we had Tony Robinson sat where Catherine is, uh, we'd have had to have gone, so Tony, I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to focus on this story. Thanks for coming in, but we're going to send you home now. That's why. That's why. That's why. Okay, everyone. Have Everyone you got it? With that? <laughs> you Is that okay? Can we carry on? <laughs> Thanks for calling, Alan. Always appreciate your calls. Um, hello, George. Turn your radio off. Yeah, how can I do that? Well, I don't know, George. I'm uh, not in your house. I've done it. Well done. Good lad. You see? You see? He works it out. Just like that. Yeah. I haven't even been to sleep today. I stayed up all night. Phoning up, phoning up David Prevert. Oh, why? I did phone him up. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Uh, why? 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 Yeah. Uh, because he was... I hadn't spoken to him for some time, and he was talking about a, a subject that I, I wanted George to... George sniffed an opportunity to get on the radio. That's why. That's why. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I only really get on in the early hours of the morning there. Even, even, even though last night I, or earlier this evening I did get on Dutton's show for a brief moment. I think that, but I think that the, the late... Not Dutton, uh, Eddie Nestor. Oh, yeah. Oh, bit racist. Um, <laughs> the, the, the other black guy, the other black guy on BBC London. <laughs> Um, the, uh, but I think that, that calls like yours are perfect for kind of between 10 o'clock at night and 3 o'clock in the morning. That five-hour window is perfect for a call of your nature, because your calls, you may not agree with this, but um, it's a fact. Your calls are um, kind of slightly esoteric, uh, quite psychedelic, and would just stick out a bit, I think, in a drive time, a drive time or a breakfast, 
phoning show. And they he... haven't got time to go into the amount of detail that you enjoy. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm uh, telling you, it's a fact. It's true. It's a fact. Anyway, George, what you got for us tonight? I was thinking of something I mentioned yesterday in, in, in passing. Yes. We, we, you were talking about question time. And, oh, yeah. And, and I, I, I suggested a programme called Answer Time. Yes. And I, I, I just find myself musing on what what, what answer time could be. It, could, it could be a programme where you're given an answer and you have to guess what the question was. That, that's Jeopardy. There's a there's a quiz show um, called Jeopardy that does that. Really? Yeah. You you've you've just invented Jeopardy. Oh, that's that's disappointing. <laughs> it's actually quite a good show. You I apply. You, you have to say I am. A, a bottle opener or something, don't you? And then you no. To, what, well, what is Jeopardy then? I applied to be on Jeopardy at one point. Yeah, I applied to be on Jeopardy, but then my um, audition coincided with my first day at university. Uh, Jeopardy question. Let's go. Right, here's a, here's a question. Right, so, um, um, oh, like what? What is a razor? That's the, it's always what is, isn't it? Right. Okay. Here we go. Let's. Here we go. This is this is a this is a Jeopardy question coming up here. So is the the movies. Here we go. Here we go. Clue. The title of this award-winning 1963 film refers to the number of films its director felt he had made to that point. Oh, that's a good question. So the question, the answer is, the title of this award-winning 1963 film refers to the number of films its director felt he had made to that point. I'm going to say, what is Ocean's Eleven? Catherine, what would you, what would your... Hmm. What is... Uh, 39 Steps. Okay. 39 Steps was a lot earlier than that. Yep. George, what would your question be to that answer? I wouldn't have one in, in, oh. uh, uh, at this point okay. in time. Well, let's find out who's who's closest. Here we go. 30 seconds. Good luck. So they got thinking. We had thinking time. Da, da, da. You sure? The question again, George. The, the answer... The title of this award-winning 1963 film refers to the number of films its director felt he had made to that point. Fellini's eight and a half or something. Whoa! Whoa! It could be right! Here we go. Here we go. Let's find out. Here we go. Dom. Dom. Bom, bom. Celeste Danucci. Yeah. <laughs> you better not have missed this. I don't think I did. Eight and a half. You are right. Federico Fellini's film. Boom. Hey, you got it right! 601. Amazing. Right at 15,400. What is eight and a half? Christian. Hang on. Eight and a half. Yeah. They've, all put an eight, they've all put eight and a half. Well done, George. Well, I... I... I, I received that from somewhere. The, 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 no, you didn't. Uh, you just, you just plucked remembered. it up. You remembered, yeah. It was, it was a memory. No, no. Or a lucky guess. It wasn't. No. You, no. Yes. 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 I. No. I assure you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do. I. I assure you that, that we're all being remotely controlled no, by. No, we're by not. Our you haven't slept all night, and you smoke dope. What's that got to do with anything? Exactly. It, it means you're away with the fairies. I used to stay up all night smoking dope. No, it means. It means. Getting high, it means, yes, it, it means r- yes. r- rising above no, no. The, 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 no. the, 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 the dross, the, 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 the uh, 
every day life seems no. to throw up. No, no, no. That's the that, that see that I think is uh, is one of the great myths of uh, cannabis that it, it, it automatically takes you to somewhere special. For some people, it does, and occasionally it does. But generally, it's for most people, uh, it's a way of blotting out the pain and the misery and the darkness of their everyday existence. And I it, think that's what it, it genuinely tunes me into. T- to, to the part of my mind that I, I most like to be tuned into, oh, Ian. I, okay. I, I, I've always used it. I've never abused it. I, I, Why I are sta- stoners so boring? Sorry? Why are stoners so boring? Am I boring? Well... Um, stoners, are so, stoners are so dull. And trust me, George, I was a stoner, and I used to hang out with... You know, when... when when you smoke weed, as, as, as I did, I'm not talking about you, but when, as I smoked it, I would, would, would only hang out with people that also smoke weed. You don't want to go to someone's house for an evening and, by the way, guys, I've got some gear. If, oh, oh, no, we don't do that. Oh, man. Then you're stuck in someone's house for three hours and you can't have a smoke. So you tend to hang out with stoners. And man alive, they were dull. My, my smoke in the, in the 60s and 70s was... was grass from thailand and and and, and that uh, that's that's not around anymore i mean it's it's all skunk and 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 not a particularly there's no thai sticks well i haven't come across them but, no. but, but, but they, they 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 really put my mind in 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 uh, a down. place where i i i like my mind to be and uh, and uh, as I say, I, I I for three years I didn't smoke at all. Nineteen seventy six to well, late seventy six to early nineteen eighty. I I I went uh, yeah over three years without smoking at all. I was living in in Ireland and I was. <laughs> Trying to write a, a, a mystical book and yeah. and, uh, and was being directed and 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 stoners repeat the same stories. Oh, I've I told you this story before a couple of times. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> a couple of times. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> or maybe that's age. I don't know. Age. I'm just seventy-seven and <laughs> two thirds. <and>, uh, <laughs> He's a boy. Why do we? What age? Do, well done for doing the two thirds. What age do people stop doing the two, two thirds? In fact, I don't think my kids actually do that. I don't know if that's Doesn't a thing they anymore. Fractions, mine. No, God, they don't. Broken Britain. I do see a future in, in which people, ev- everyone, will get paid money at the beginning of every season. Yeah, I, you've I, told I, us that. I haven't. No, nope. I've never said from no. the bank of uh, Gazillion Wonders. From the Bank of Azillion Wonders, yeah, yes. Yeah, you have to I, I'm going to try and get a, 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 a special bet on yeah. in the next few days, a publicity bet. Yes. I, 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 I wish to bet that by the year 2023, the people of Britain and Ireland will have transformed it themselves into the wise island, islanders, 
wise as in Wales, Ireland, Scotland and England and we we will join together and, and lead the way to a, a world of wonders. I look forward to that bet um, 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 not making you any money. George, we've got to move on. Thank you for the call. 0344 499 is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. Stop writing Fanny on my YouTube channel. Goodness sakes, grow up. Let's go to Kevin, shall we? Hello, James. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Very, very well, thank you. Good. Who do you think you're talking to? James. Okie dokie. Okay. I know who you are. And no. Say hello to Catherine for me. Well, hello, Catherine. I'll say directly to the, you, darling. The James and Catherine show. God, you're dumb. <laughs> well, to be honest, I don't care. Well, I care that you have the manners to get my name right on my show. <laughs> well, you're more than welcome. No, but you haven't got it right yet. So, before you proceed, what is my name? James. Okay, well, I'm not going to let you proceed. Well, it must be Ian, then. Thank you very much indeed. Wow, process of elimination. Dear God, this is the... this is the, What is the point of me broadcasting to people who are too stupid to get what we're doing? <laughs> I think I've got hold of you, don't worry. No, I don't think I'll you have, I don't you think you've got, hold of, you've got hold of what day it is. I don't mean physically. No, I, I don't mean physically. I mean, I'm fully aware of where you are going. And do you know what? I don't care. Okay. Where's he going? I'm celebrating today a bit. I don't care that you're celebrating. Couldn't care less. Well, maybe not. No, I literally, um, honestly, I, I I don't, if I don't care about kids in cages in Texas, why am I going to care about some old duffer who doesn't know who I am celebrating? Uh, well, I'm, a, I'm afraid, no, I wouldn't ask you to do anything you wouldn't want to do. However, those nutcases putting those children in cages... <laughs> I did ring up to say I don't care, okay. but I, I think I'm going to have to change my mind and ring up, ring you back and say I care right. about something. What do you care about, Kevin? <sighs> Those children locked away and other children who can benefit medicinal purposes through cannabis, which has been... Um, Oh, a, a, an ongoing tale this last few days, if not longer, for people who. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, cannabis doesn't have medicinal properties. You know that, don't you? Uh, you know that, I don't right? Know. I, yeah. Well, I'm well, telling I'm you, not, cannabis. I've not got a. I'm telling I've you, not got a dog. cannabis yeah. does not have any medicinal properties. Well, Does, doesn't have any. And shall I tell you why? Do you know what the definition of medicinal is? I do. Actually, oh, yeah. do you? Oh, I look forward to hearing this, Kevin. What does medicinal mean? Well, it, 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 anybody with any uh, symptoms or... Uh, I don't know. Um, what does medicinal mean, Kevin? Anybody with an illness yes. that can be treated... Yes. With medicine, yes, is medicinal. To anybody that, person, that isn't it? anybody that can be treated with me- medicine is medicinal. 
No, medicine yes. helps. Obviously, right. Right. okay, but, but, but in incorrect. That's not what medicinal means. Medicinal means um, uh, having healing properties, right? Cannabis does not have healing properties. What does cannabis heal? I don't think a lot of our medications heal. That's right. That's well. That's stupid. Try again, but this time, take your dick out your mouth. What does cannabis okay. heal? Uh. I can tell you the answer. It doesn't heal anything. It doesn't heal cancer. Some people are going to phone up and say it heals cancer. It doesn't. It doesn't heal does epilepsy. Does chemotherapy heal? It does what? Does chemotherapy heal? Well, yeah, it can do. Save my mum's life. So, yeah, it does. Uh, it doesn't. Well, that's wonderful to know. Yeah, that's great. Started. So, yeah, so yeah, it does. Um, Medical science works. Well, I also have. Um, yes, the, well, they weren't healed. That's unlucky. Okay. They, they weren't healed, but, 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 but yes, chemotherapy can heal, right? This is medicinal. Cannabis doesn't kill, ca- doesn't heal cancer, doesn't heal MS, doesn't heal, um, epilepsy, doesn't heal Parkinson's. It can make people feel better and calm them down. And in yeah. some instances, reduce the symptoms, but it is not medicinal. No. Thank you very much for your call, Kevin. I really appreciate your time tonight. Let's try Mark. Good evening, Mark. Hi, mate. How are you doing? Um, um, I'm having a great time now. Yeah. I'm starting to warm Hi, up. Kev. Hello. I think you've got the same rage that fell on the radio last night I had. Yes, I think I'm right. <laughs> Yes, Mark. <laughs> so, I was just thinking about the, um, you're talking about cannabis. Yeah. Actually triggers psychosis in people. I don't think a lot of people know that. It can trigger yes, psychosis. They do. It can trigger schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no, um, yeah, yeah, people know that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know it, though. No, they do, they do. Yeah, well, I hope, yeah, I hope so. They do, but it's, about. but it's, it's, it's a tiny, tiny, it's a tiny, tiny percentage, but yeah, it can yeah. do, but so can alcohol. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the reason I rang up, yeah. I've, I've done my first live show tonight. Oh, what was that, Mark? Yeah, yeah, it's a bright buzz. Well, what was the live show, a live sex show? No, no, radio show. Oh, t- well, t- tell tell more to Catherine. I'm sure she'll be delighted to hear. <laughs> no, I've just done my first, like, two-hour show, mixing and, you know, live on YouTube. Oh, so, how does that yeah. feel? How does that feel? It was a buzz. I was real nervous to start with, but it, um, after I got going, it's a right buzz. Yeah, are I enjoyed you, it. Are you not the guy who runs his own radio station from his room? Yeah. I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, what, two hours of reggae? Yeah. Wow. Why don't you play good music? Oh. F- Whoa. <laughs> he did a tweet the other day that he wanted me to retweet. I don't retweet. It was a, it was a, a poll. What music do you want to hear? What were the four options on there, Mark? Aswad. <laughs> no, reggae. UB40. No, no, listen, hang on. Go, go again. I can't remember, actually, to be honest. Reggae? Reggae, lovers, dub, dancehall. Reggae, lovers, dub, dancehall, and there was another pony genre. Oh, was there? Yes, I, I can't think, remember. I think there was. I, I, I'm going to say it, Mark, and it's partly because I'm a massive racist, but I don't, I don't flag that up too much. And if I did flag it up, it would be the flag of St. George. But I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't stand reggae. Oh, dear. I like I reggae, it. reggae sauce. But not oh, reggae, yeah. reggae music. No, yeah, that's all right. I, I was gonna, I've got some, um, I'm playing some um, 
Beatles in a reggae style tomorrow night. Oh, <laughs> God, why would yeah. you do that? Yeah, and it's pretty good, actually. No, it's not! <laughs> Is it the Paul McCartney uh, Meet Free Mondo rap? Uh, reggae, reggae... You can do it. Hey, here you go, yeah, here, play this. This is some reggae. This is great. Listen to this. Here we go. You'll love this, because you like cheap music. <laughs> oh, no, really? Reggae Mull of Kintyre. <laughs> Here we go. Boring. Keep Technical, you'll know this because you're a, a reggae expert. What is the technical name for that boing that they do? Boing, yeah, boing. the boing. I think it's called a boing because, <laughs> of course, because some bands couldn't afford. I think it's like a. It's to me, it sounds like one of those giant springs or a ruler on a table. Yeah. But some bands couldn't afford that technology. Uh, for example, Musical Youth actually had to say "biddly biddly boing." They did, and yeah, so they they, ma- they made their own boing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark. I'm going to cut you off. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well done. And I hope it, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a raging success. And, and um, I, I'm just, my, me trolling you on this radio show is just a, a small taster of what you're going to get if you want to carry on in this business. No, I've had loads of nice feedback. I'm sure you have, Mark. Well done, mate. Good for you. 0344 499 The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Moonlit musings from mums, madams, and meat. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. So, I don't care about anything. And then I tried to care about the um, Macron. You saw the Macron incident today. No, what's happened there? Is this, no, not Macron. Is he, is, he, is he the French dude? Yes. What's his name? Emmanuel. Yes. Right. So there's video footage of him. You're not seeing the footage? No. Oh, I'll show you it. It's good. Um, Macron. Um, uh, um, uh, was, was he prime minister or president? president. Uh, Say president. Yeah. He's president, isn't he? Um, is this, no, is this it or is this, is this going to be one of those robot news things? Let's have a listen. So this was on a walkabout today, right? So the kids called him Manu. Wow. Yeah. So basically, what happened is, there's a kid. He's doing a walkabout. And kids, and I'll, I'll translate it. The kid called his, his name's Emmanuel Macron, and a kid calls him Manu. Which is like a, you know, like yeah, a cat. Yeah. Something like that. And, and, <laughs> what's that, Manu? No, no, no. You're in an official ceremony. You behave properly. So the president, the president of France. You can fool around, but today we sing La Marseillaise. You can call me Mr. President or Sir. Yes, sir. There, that's fine. And you do things the right way. The day you decide to make a revolution, you must first learn to have a degree and nourish yourself, okay? And then you'll give lessons to others, right? And I tried to get... I tried to pick sides. I played picking sides on that, right? 
And I played being him, Macron, for a bit. I thought, yeah, no fair play. It's a... I played being the kid for a bit. And I, thought, I thought I didn't care. But I did do some digging around. Yeah. Because right? some people are going, well, yeah, he, Macron did the right thing. And I think he lowered himself a little bit by getting involved. Well, 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 here's the thing. Um, this is partly why I don't care about because I can see every side of this, right? What you don't see in that video is before the kid spoke to him, the kid was singing a revolutionary song right. like that, that, that is basically two fingers up to the French um, parliament, mm-hmm. right? It was like a, a traditional up yours parliament. We're going to come and take over kind of thing. And then was being cocky. And apparently what you don't see is Macron also saying something like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because I want you to do well and you, you, can, you can come and challenge me when, when you've got a bit of education and you've got some, even if you want to fight and you want to take on the government, you've got to have manners. And then I was reading some history and the reason that one of the previous French presidents did so badly is because the whole nation stopped having any respect for him. I can't remember which, it might have been Mitterrand, or so, I can't, can't remember, but the whole nation, almost as one, stopped being respectful to him and kind of started taking the pee out of him a little bit, and then he dropped off the edge. And there is something in, the, you'll know this perhaps better than me, obviously having been there and seen a man's cock on a train. Uh, was I didn't it a bus? see it was under a hat. Okay, wow. I can see what he's doing though. It was a stovepipe. Um, is as a tall hat. I mean, is the, it was the, tiny. They uh, anyway. I can't remember what I was going to say because I'm now thinking about this tiny man, uh, tiny man's giant under penis under a, under a hat. Um, so, but then I, was, I was watching. I thought, I don't care. The other thing, though, is about the uh, French history is that um, they are um, encouraged to have a revolutionary attitude to yeah. um, authority. Yeah. So, actually, you know, a country where. Um, violent protest yeah. is actually a, for, a, a legitimate form of protest. Yeah. I think some kid singing a song is a little bit petty. But then I read that the kid is now a laughing stock at school and he's going into like a depression and he doesn't want, he, he, and he's sort of hiding away and stuff because everyone's taking the mickey out of him as they would do. So basically, I think um, uh, the boy and Manu should um they should sit in a room hug it out hug it out and then they should both um pay a visit to madame guillotine and have their heads chopped off in public in front of the schoolmates and in front of the french parliament and that will teach both sides just grow up. Et voilà. Et voilà. I'm, I'm blocking people on my YouTube channel. It's kind of it's the closest I can get to Madame Guillotine. And I think they should both be executed. They still do it in France. They still chop off people's heads. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must have missed that one. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not going to ask that question. I just censored myself. Let's go to Ian. Good evening, Ian. Good evening. Good evening. What you got? Uh, cannabis. You say it's got no medicinal purposes whatsoever. Right. Could you call us back on a decent line? Uh, yeah. Uh, Thanks very much. Let's go to Keith. Hello, Keith. Hello. Hello, Keith. Uh, hello, you two. Hello, Keith. Can't be a one of words there, yeah. yeah. It, it's Cine World, Keith. Oh, hello. So the, 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 the spoiler alert, yes. <laughs> oh, I knew you'd say that. Yeah. yeah, you shouted at me for that. I'm not going to do that tonight. Oh, thank God I've, for that. I've been to see uh, a hereditary. Um, I've been looking at it for a couple of weeks. No spoilers. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Well, spoiler, it's all just, um, just, uh, just... Tell us what happens in the last ten minutes. <laughs> no, 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 don't, no, don't. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, no, uh, no. I'll tell you who's in it, um... The, uh, it's a family. The mum was in, who played in Sixth Sense. Can I just stop you there? Are you going to tell us the, are you going to outline the story for us? Yeah, and, uh, okay. Gabriel Burns in it. Let's Basically, not. it starts off, um. <laughs> okay, right, I mean. <laughs> That's not. That's what he did last time. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I'm going to tell you exactly this what happened. This is what happened. That's what he did last time. And he told us the twist, and he said, I was not, I'm not spoiling it for you. <laughs> and someone else who'd seen the film tweeted, and went, that's the twist. <laughs> I'm not spoiled it for you, have I? I'm telling you what happens. Have it, I spoiled it can, for can you? Can I spoil spoilers for you? What happens in spoilers is... <laughs> People tell you exactly what happens in a film, so there's no point seeing it. Have I spoiled it for you by <laughs> telling you twist in film? No, that's not spoiler. Keith. That's not spoiler. I've not spoiled it for you, have I? But by telling you that he's dead and he's a ghost? No. <laughs> I've not spoiled it for you, have I? Oh, I won't do it again. Um, so, there we go. Um, uh, 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 we're going to get loads of boring calls about dope. Um, but if you're going to call in, you know, have the decency to not if be driving. Only, and if you're on your third spliff, best not, eh? <laughs> it doesn't have medicinal qualities, the properties. Medicinal means healing. It can calm you down and it can... Um, Therapeutic, perhaps. Th- uh, yes! yes! Therapeutic, but not medicinal. If we're going by the the definition of the word, and I think we ought to. Um, uh, 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 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're very, very welcome. Um, I didn't spoil film for you, did I? By telling you what happens? No, that's not sp- But I've seen it, and that don't spoil it for me. What it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keith. Oh, oh, no. Please, please. I, I, spoiler alert for your next phone call, Keith. You'll probably get cut off if you start telling us the plot of a film. Uh, that, how's about them apples? Hey, hey, hey. Well, we filled the first hour. Um, but no, with what? With, with, with anger and pith. <laughs> with anger and pith. Um, um, well, we've got another two hours to go. Uh, and because it, you know, because it was... Do we know what happened at Southgate yet? Uh, oh, let's phone. Oh no, we'll phone them up after eleven. Although they might be shut then. We're just going to phone up the Rom the Gate, the um, the, the uh, delightful curry house. Um, you know what's just around the corner from South? Well, no, you know what's in Southgate? Probably two hundred yards. Yards. Metropolitan Police latest update. Yeah. But well, say latest, 41 minutes ago. Southgate Station's been examined by specialist officers. It appears at this stage the cause of the explosion was a battery short circuit. Now, because some people are saying online it was an e-cigarette battery. Well, people online are not the Metropolitan Police. Ooh, I'm going to go with the Metropolitan Police for now. For now. Yes, Keith. Oh, hi. Yeah, no, I, I just think, um, yeah, I don't know, a bit unkind, really. You were going to tell us what happened in the film, no, Keith. No, not at all. I was going to share. All right, away you go then. You tell us. and uh, You tell us what you're going to tell yeah. us. Just basically the synopsis of the film, not what happened. Okay, go on then. Um, it's the same thing, it's around it? starts off around the death of the grandmother and the funeral. Yeah. Um, and uh, mum stands up to give this eulogy, and it's a complicated 
relationship she's had with attachments and uh, to, you know, uh, there's been death in the family. Uh, and basically it goes on from there and there's contact with um, a, a dead person. Uh, basically that is, is sort of uh, revealed. Um <laughs> So I'm, I'm, I'm being very careful here not to get anything in the way and we get overly paranoid. Okay. But it really captivated me, to be honest with you. Um, Mark Kamaud actually rubbished it, but um, it got five stars on, you know, on the various sites. And uh, I'd recommend it. I think it's uh, it's a real gripper. And um, I'm very well, very well worth a watch. What happens in the end? Ah, oh, yeah, very funny. Very funny, yeah, and they're very, very good to check out Northern Accent. Why, why don't you two come up to up north and do? Uh, well, Keith, um, Keith, Keith, I'm Mancunian. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, yeah, oh, well, you cover it up very well. Well, we, she cover does. Up, from, how from in Manchester. Why? Stop it! Look at this now. You're getting at. mardy with Keith. We, you were, I don't you want you turning up. You were very, very hey, rude to Keith. I mean, you Salford, you know, which end? Salford. Well, Keith, we're coming to Manchester on July the 28th and doing a live show. Oh, I didn't show. know that. July the 28th. No, we're at the Three Minute Theatre. Affleck's Palace. Oh, yeah, yeah. My daughter, yeah. Would, yeah, would you like that, to come? Yeah. Would you like to come? And do I'd a f- love to, yeah. All right, we, 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 I will give you one free ticket, right? If you want any more, you oh, got to yeah. buy them. You got to buy them. You'll get your name will be on the door. But to earn that ticket, you have to come up on stage and spoil three films for us. <laughs> I've only I've only done it once. Sorry? Uh, uh, yeah, you it you once, admit you... that you did it. <laughs> you admit that you did it. You admit yeah, it. Yeah, but I didn't this time. But I want to say, go watch your editor. All right, well, it, it, uh, and and uh, yeah. like they said, uh, there's no actual daft jump moments in it. I, it was it's well worth a viewing. All right, Keith. I will, hopefully, we'll see you on July the twenty eighth. Your name will be on the door, fella. Oh, I will look for that. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ian Lee, you're an idiot.
saying he was dead all along. Yes. Uh, that's the Ruttles. You've heard, have you heard Hold My Hand? Yeah, I think I have. Uh, let me, let's, um... Uh, let's, I've heard more of the songs I've seen of the film. Oh, this is, this is, this is the Ruttles, right? This is great. Listen to this. I'm not the kind of guy who likes to play a big brother. But I've just seen your day. Wait for the chorus. The chorus is a masterpiece. It's great. If you've never seen the Ruttles, man, you haven't lived. Oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's the late night alternative with myself, Ian Lee, and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio weeknights from ten. You can listen on DAB. You can listen online, uh, or you can download the app. Um, I'm off from tomorrow. Catherine is um, hosting for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Monday. Yeah, with Katie Puckrick as your co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be good. And people can watch it on your Periscope, flip, yeah. at Flippin' Kath. Flippin' with no G, Kath with a K. Um, I'll make sure I charge my phone up. There we go. Uh, look at my setup. I haven't got a long charger. Um, you can borrow mine. Can I? Yeah. And uh, remind me to give it to you after the show. And you'll be able to watch it on my YouTube channel as per usual. And um, people can call in, I'm guessing. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, it's the same old rubbish. <laughs> same old thing. On Thursday, I booked a guest. Have you? Yeah. Flipping egg. You're doing some production. Um, last week, I started listening to something. You know Keith and the Girl? Yeah. Well, you know, you were about to Going to be on their show on Sunday, yeah. Am, yeah. So um, I was listening to one of their old podcasts, and there yeah. was a uh, comedian on there called Caitlin Bailey. Yeah. And she is uh, one half of a two-woman team who... Uh, do a podcast called The Oldest Profession. Oh, yeah. Oh. About sex workers. Saying so you're not going to have three women on the radio at the same yeah. time. And it's not the big-ass women's Yeah, hour. and I was thinking about it, and I thought, oh, is it going to sound too mm. much like a women's programme? And I thought, how many programmes do we have where we've got three blokes talking to each all, other? All, all of them. And that's not men's uh, issues. No, also, and uh, you know, I, I mean, it, 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 it's not going to be specifically about shoes and periods, is no. it? It's just going to be the same old rubbish. It's about, this one in particular is about sex work and the history thereof. It's like really mucky, horrible history. And I don't, I don't get the thing of, um, I've, I've been saying for ages and ages and ages, years, that there should be more women on the radio. I don't care if they've got a, a, you've got a dick or a vagina. As long as, as long as you're good, that's all I care about. Yeah. And also, I quite like people that, that aren't very good as well sometimes. But that's all I care about. Someone who's got some stories and can relate and can communicate. I say, I don't care what, what's going on in your pants. I think we're going to... Well, there's not an awful lot going on at the moment. No. But um, it, it's uh, it's going to be a laugh, mostly. So, um, yeah, don't don't switch off just because it's not Ian. Uh, no, uh, well, you know, but but... But, but so, if you really miss Ian, please tweet him as such. Tweet me and say that she's not as good as me. And if you are <laughs> saying I'm better than Ian, don't at him. No, don't at me. Here's the thing, because genuinely I think you're brilliant and I will be listening to this. Some of this I'm going to be able to catch live and some of it I won't. I'll have to listen again. But the the, the, the trick is, dear listener, can you get that other caller back? He's just disappeared. The trick is, dear listener, when you go away, is you want someone who's not quite as good as you. Um, and You've uh, got your wish. Uh, well, no, I've got someone who I think is, is uh, on a good day, is sharper and funnier than me. Imagine. Ah, shut up. Shut your face. Shut your face, mofo. 
Uh, so that'll be tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, and Monday, and there'll be podcasts as per usual. Same old, same old. You'll kind of get the vibe of the show. Uh, onwards and upwards for tonight. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. We were going to have t- Sir Tony Robinson in the studio, but we were worried there'd been an Islamic bomb. That's where everyone's mind goes to when there's an explosion. Everyone thinks it. And I know we've had we've got problem with. Um, uh, 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 on a slightly different scale, but we do have a problem with right-wing terrorism, extreme right-wing terrorism, as well as Islamic terrorism. But yes, the one-year anniversary of the Finsbury Park. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And of course, the murder of Joe Cox and things. And it happens less often, but it happens. But whenever there's ex- an explosion, first thought: Islamic extremism. First thought. First thought. So in many ways, they're they're winning. Those those guys, those Islamic extremists, are winning because. Um, it's already created the division and the thought of, oh God, not another, not another Muslim terror. You know, that, that's, that's the thing. And that's, that's, that's the knee jerk reaction. And you can't fight a knee jerk reaction. What you can do is sit back and wait for the facts. Um, funny how a lot of people uh, who were displaying the flag of St. George and also have the hashtag free Tommy Robinson, uh, were calling it out as, um, as a Muslim bomb quite quickly on Twitter. <laughs> quite quickly. I think sometimes, uh, unfortunately, it's wishful thinking, isn't it, <laughs> yeah, for them? Yeah, it is. Because it, it proves what their uh, prejudices are telling them. Right. Flipping it. Where's that right? We'll go to Chuck Winkle. Try and get him back one more time, but, um, but otherwise he can get knotted. Good evening, Ch- oh, Chuck Winkle. Hi, we how we uh, the car by. Oh. Like- Okay, I couldn't quite understand that, mate. That way, I guess to slow it down a little bit. Yes, uh, please. I'm all right. I'm go- I'm coming to, I'm coming to America tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, will you be in? Well, I'm over here when the sun shines, Steve. So, uh, hmm? just Florida, about, no, New York. Oh well, I'll I'll be in New York tomorrow night, eight eight p.m. New York time. Um, maybe we could meet up. Very busy. I, but uh, the thing is... I'm here until Monday. Well, that, well, that's why I've been ringing in tonight. I wondered if you wanted some commentary on the uh, moon landing that's happening right now. <laughs> what the? The moon landing? We're NASA in partnership with SpaceX uh, Center Rocket. It's going there. now, is it? Because I know that um, in America there's the Kids in Cages, which, by the way, is a great name for a band... It's a great idea for a TV show. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, and also, America's just said it's pulling out of the United Nations Human Rights yeah, Treaty. Who needs that? Who needs that? Um, but you're saying that, that there's also a, a moon landing taking place. Right now, we're on, they're on their final approach. They took off from uh, Cape Canaveral. Okay. It's about uh, six, eight. Do I carry on? Yeah, please, please do. Put Cape Canaveral. Right. So it was a, a successful uh, launch this morning from Cape Canaveral. Hang on a second, hang on. I can't understand no. what he's saying. He sounds like he's... Are you all right? Chuck, are you OK? I got to speak uh, quite low down because it's... Uh, Is you what, your mum? No, no, but it's very serious business, actually. OK, it's just, we can't... Because we can't hear you very well. Right, I... Speak slowly. No, it's not. It's not a case of speaking slowly. You've, you, you've it's, got. It's actually a case of speaking too slowly. It's a case of, of you've got to enunciate the words. It's kind of like like that. It's a moon. It's going to run the rock on the rocks in the moon. Hey, cowboy. John Wayne, big fella. Big cockers, big jaws, big big balls. John Wayne, get my bum. There was a successful launch from Cape Canaveral this morning. <laughs> That's better. 
where the astronauts Jim and McCain, <laughs> Alfie Tyler, and Penny Robinson. Alfie Pilot? Alfie Tyler. Alfie, Alfie Pilot? Tyler. Tyler. And Penny he Robinson. Was the, he was the pilot, so ironically. And his name was Pilot? Alfie Tyler. Alf, Alfie Pilot. And he was the pilot? Right. And Penny Robinson? When Penny Robinson represented other women. Penny Robinson from um, Lost in Space? Wasn't she Penny? Not a coincidence, actually, but no, I was not that. No, not that. Uh, they were launched in their little rocket ship uh, this morning from NASA's basin over there on Florida's Cape Canaveral. Okay. And they currently three miles from moon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's brilliant news. When when do you think they'll land? About half past eleven UK time. Okay. Um, um, what will happen, Chuck? Will you will you be able to call us back and give us an update? Yeah, if you like. Yeah. We got no other calls, mate. So I'm I'm happy to take this a punt. A big news event. We should yeah. be covering it. Yeah. The mainstream right. media, the MM, is not covering this, Chuck. No, well, it's uh, prejudice. Yeah, exactly. They're prejudice. Well, okay. Well, shall we call you back in fifteen minutes? Yeah, sounds right, cowboy. Yeah, do that. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Golly gosh, that's that really is exciting. They've kept that one quiet. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll have the latest uh, in about twelve minutes from Chuck Winkle on the American moon landing. Um, it's a show, kind of. We were going to have Tony Robinson in, and then me and Kath made the decision, grown-up decision, the wrong decision. Yeah, but, but a grown-up decision. It was a grown-up decision, but it was wrong. Well, we're glad it was wrong. We are glad but it not, was wrong. Not because it meant that we don't see Tony. We cancelled to Tony Robinson because we thought um, Islamic extremism was uh, on the rise. Well, it is on well, the rise. No, we couldn't be sure what it was, and so we wanted to be cautious. We thought it was a bomb at the train station, but it wasn't. Thank God. It could have been. Thank God. But it does mean that. It, well, it does mean that indirectly, ISIS have, have struck a blow because it's buggered up our show. They Even w- though there wasn't a bomb, and it was probably just a battery of something, that's what the police are saying. We don't know if it's a, a station battery, or the people on Twitter are saying it's a battery for a, a, a vapist. And boy, oh boy, if it was a vape battery, I'm going to come out and I'm going to, I am going to murder every vapist. I think it's time to time to round all those guys up. I've got no time for vapists anyway. But if if you had a, a battery that went off, you, you guys are dead to me. But, but, so because we thought it was Islamic extremism, we cancelled to Tony Robinson in case we had to focus on that story. Turns out it wasn't, right? It was an idiot. Um, well, so is Islamic extremism. Is, anyway, let's go into that. Um, but it does mean that ISIS have won. We cancelled a knight of the British realm from appearing on the radio, putting out his left-wing propaganda... Mm. And instead, we've mentioned Islamic extremism about 30 times. Yeah. So ISIS, um, John Paul George and Ringo, um, Dave D. Dozy Beacon McIntyre, um, the Dave Clark Five, all those guys over there. Sporty. 
Yes. Scary. Do, they, well, they're doing they're the... They're mostly co- scary, aren't they? They're doing the cooking and having babies, those guys. Oh, they, right. they don't... We don't let the ladies go out there. They're busy... They're busy um, uh, getting sexually abused and being chained to beds and forced to have babies to make the next generation of soldiers. That's what's happening with the, with the women. There's, there's not, you know... Um, I'm sorry to say that, but it turns out ISIS ain't equal opportunities. It just isn't. And, and anyone who's thinking of going and joining it... Just... You should know that. Yeah. You should know that. You should know that. Um, so, anyway, they've won, is what I'm saying. Game over. Um, let's go to Kevin again. Good evening, Kevin. Oh, hello. Yes, Kevin. Um, well, I've just been listening. I, I don't know who uh, Dejan Makovakovic is, or if I've pronounced that correctly. I can almost definitely say you haven't. Oh, so how, how would you say his name? I don't know who you mean. Uh, John I Malkovich? Don't <laughs> I don't think that's what you said. Emmanuel Macron? <laughs> Okay. Well, what have you called in for the second time? I can tell time? you what a micron is, but no, I'm not a micron. Okay. Uh, I might have had a milligram oh, or two of wine. I'm to... sure you've picked up on that. I want to uh, I wanted just to ring in. Yes, Kevin. Say, uh, yeah, I wanted just to ring in. Yes. And uh, come up with what may sound like a stupid idea. It will do, coming from you, Kev. Yes, go on. I'm sure it will. I was thinking about uh, a donor dating website. A donor dating website? Yeah. Now, straight away, somebody might say, how can you laugh at that? You know what I mean? What I mean is... Wait a minute, what are they donating? Pardon? What are they donating? Well, this is what I'm saying. Everyone would have to do a profile because dating sites now are getting more popular. I myself am am one. You are one? They're on one. You are on one. Available girls. Sounds like you are on one. Uh, I am registered to a dating site. Grinder, what is it? What is your dating site called? Well, this is what I'm saying to you. I'm sure there could be a a dating site, a website introduced uh, on the internet. Yes, they do. Most most of the most of the dating sites are on the internet. Yes. Yes. So why not have a de- donor dating? Donor dating because it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. I don't. You've not explained the concept. Well, if people have got an illness, yeah, 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 and uh, they register and uh, fill out a profile or fill in the profile, however you want to, you know. I'm beginning to work out why you're your single. Persona, but yes. yes, your own persona. Yes, persona. and then. Um, People on there may recognise your condition or symptoms of it. So you're this um, date doctors? No, anyone with any... Right, so I go on there and I say, hey, hey, my name's Ian, I'm getting divorced, I'm 45, six foot four, slim-ish, but putting on a bit of weight, um, sort of dark hair but going a bit silver fox. Oh, by the way, I need a new kidney. I'm looking and today... And I'm looking and I go, oh, I'm about to die. Yeah. Have some of mine. No, well, no, but then I'm going, I don't want to go out with a dead bird. Oh, what I'm looking for is someone um, not too young. I would go as low as 33, but 33, either 33 to 38, or I'm st- still aiming up for the older woman, um, 52 to um, to 62. But if, if you're 62, you've got to be really good condition. 
I would, uh, and you've got to be ideally shorter, about five foot six. Just remind me which of the organs you're interested in. Um, short, dark hair. Um, um, not much of a boob man, but I, I don't mind them. Like a nice bum and a functioning kidney that you don't need. M- message me for dialysis and sex. And maybe more. Like, it's like Netflix and chill. <laughs> dialysis and life-saving. Is that what you mean, Kevin? Have we got it? Well, it didn't take a long way to me out, did it? So, have I got it right, Kevin? Is that, did you put that well, on your profile, me. Kevin? Because I, I would, I would edit that. <laughs> it isn't quite written out like that, uh, as in depth. However, what was on about? Uh, with I'd be, I'd gone there looking for ladies who want a sperm donation. You know what no, I mean, no, girls? No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, come on, please let God. me finish this. Well, can I just get this out before you? Let him finish. He's doing a sperm donation. Let him finish. Yeah. Is <laughs> that finish off? Okay. Uh, I'm using my best hand with oh. the, my mobile phone here. So please, can I just finish? I wish you would. Um, so um, basically, I'm thinking. You know, uh, I, there must be people midlife who just can't get out. Most nights, or I don't understand the donation part of it. You strange, dull man. Well, you could you could end up on that type of dating site <laughs> with a partner, right? Yes, yes. with who you may never, ever, ever, ever be able to help out by donating any part of your body to your loved one. However, yes, right. Uh, I'll go away for him. I've had some temporary donations of organs. <laughs> but they've tried to insert it themselves, have they? Every which way but I loose. don't believe they were surgeons. Flipping heck. R- Roger says, quite rightly, hopefully all these rubbish callers tonight means that uh, Catherine and Katie will get good ones tomorrow. <laughs> I de- it, you would think so, Roger. The law of statistics would imply that, but unfortunately it doesn't always work like that. Um, good evening, Jason. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello. How you doing, man? Uh, I, I do apologise. I've actually think I've actually uh, maybe phoned on to the wrong conversation. But if you'll allow me to give me the subject of the matter, I could probably give you a decent actual response. Because uh, from what I understand, you're being quite allowed to people that may be trying to need a bit of help. So, well, what, 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 what have you called in for? To, to talk about football um, to Jason and Andy? <laughs> Uh, yes, actually, but oh. unfortunately, football is not necessarily my forte. So, from what I said about either. some gentlemen, yeah, we're talking about if you could go on a dating website, what organ uh-huh. would you want from your respective partner? Um, well, I think the um, one of the things though is that obviously the gentleman that is probably phoned up, he's probably looking for something that's quite crucial. So, I probably say that. Probably the fact that I probably maybe sort of drink and smoke too much. I'd be looking for sort of like a liver or a kidney. Okay, okay. Um, but then here's a, I've had a thought. Difference. If I donated a kidney to a woman, right, I would love to have sex with her because then it would it's the closest I'm going to get to having sex with myself. No, you've been closer than that. So then, what I find quite strange though is that like, so you're in an actual position where you think the only way you can get your hole is to. To, is to donate a kidney. What, what is your sex life like? 
No, no, I'm not saying it's the only. Did you say the only way you'd get a hole? Yeah, isn't that lovely? Listen, you no. can tell this talk sport well, listeners that they're, they're they're thick and rude. No, no, it, I'm, I'm not saying it's the only yourself. way. It's not the only way I would get a hole. But I'm saying that Sorry. if I then did get Sorry, that yeah. hole, it would be like making love to myself because there would actually be a physical part of me, two physical parts of me inside her or him. Okay, it's 2018. So, I don't care. I, I totally respect. That that's what you want to do, but at the same time, I do find it kind of weird that you want to have sex with yourself. You don't? <laughs> uh, that's kind of weird, man. Like, you I mean, don't want to have sex with yourself? This is why I envy gay men, Jason. Well, I, I think uh, well, my body's disgusting and people want to have sex with my body. I so don't want to have sex with your body. I want to have sex in my body. No, this is why... Shut up, shut up. Listen, you're not talking to Jason Cundy now. You're talking to... But if you are in a decent conversation, you need to give me the... I don't want to... Mate, you've used the phrase, get a hole, so I'm not going to get... You phone up the wrong radio station, so I'm not going to get a decent conversation from some thicko that doesn't even know the telephone number of the station that they want to speak to. So get get a decent conversation from a from a thick, sport-loving misogynist like you. That ain't gonna happen. But this is why I envy go- uh, gay people. Because gay men often, often, it's a generalisation, often go out with people that look similar to them. And I've often seen, watched gay men walking down the street hand in hand, similar looking, you know, same hair, same height, same build, and thought... I'm never going to have that. You, you, if the light was darkened a bit, you dressed them up in your clothes and you swapped. You you said, right, I'm going to make love to you now, but I'm, I'm going to call you Ian. Okay, and you have to... What res- if their name's Clive? But that's it. That, that, they would have to change their name. Fant- role play, fantasy what, role play. What if it's Steve? doesn't matter. I'm calling them You, me. Adam and Steve. I am pretending... Well, God made, made them. I'm pretending... That they are, um, uh, I'm pretending they're me. I'd love to make love to me. Or some, or a facsimile of me. Sure. Yeah. You still there, Jason? Yeah. yeah thanks for calling. 0344 499 1000. Talk sport listeners are as thick as that. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Righty-ho, let's um, just phone up Chuck Winkle and get the latest on the moon landings. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Hello? that hello is that chuck winkle yeah, speaking hello chuck it's ian lee why i've got a lot of phone calls at the moment i don't know where really huh? yeah. we, we we spoke to you about 12 minutes ago and said we'd phone you up now right yeah yeah i'm so, so busy looking at bloody moon is, is now a good time to talk or or yeah. no, yeah well we're good just about the first down so if you want to be uh, on the action, it's the time and the place. Okay. Well, why don't you why don't you talk us through um, what what's going on? So, there's, there's, just remind us who's on the um, who's on the spaceship. We got uh, uh, Jim Jim uh, Jim McCain. He's the uh, navigator. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, for representing all the ladies out there with the moon now, are they? The rocket dubbed uh, Trump One has uh, been separated from its main booster for around half an hour now. Okay. And it's just making its way up to the moon. <laughs> and uh, flight chief operator uh, Jim McCain is uh, looking at it, going, yet. probably going to uh, land there on that little uh, crater. And uh, uh, Alan Tyler has gone, yep, they're turned rockets on them. Yeah. Um, okay. Penny Robinson just filing the nails. <laughs> Penny Robinson's just filing her nails, is she? Wow. Looking uh, quite beautiful. <laughs> you can see all of this, can you? We've got it on its uh, television, it's a screen. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Mission check for T-minus. Seconds to landing. Okay. It's tense, isn't All it? Look, all looking uh, quite good, though. And momentous occasion for the United States. It's the first moon landing in quite a long time, isn't it, Chuck? <laughs> Since way back in 1967, actually. I think well, I think the first one was in 1969, and if I've got this right, the last one was about 1973. Yep, Nigel Armstrong and his crew of uh, ten men. Okay, well, landed, landed on the moon. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long while because uh, we haven't had enough uh, petrol. Okay, we'll get back up there. Okay, and they uh, get about t minus twenty seconds okay. now to touch down. Okay, getting them in. And, uh, oh, sorry, recovering from cystitis, <laughs> Okay, let's not, just try not to get personal here. Uh, why are they going to the moon, Chuck? Well, why not? Okay. That's so, uh, d- Cranberry juice, by the way. In the, turning it round. Cran- oh, turns out cranberry juice is actually a myth. Oh, well, it's worth it for me, but- well, it's a myth. You it think is. it works for you. It's, it's a placebo. Oh, okay. Well, uh, okay. But it's now you know it's a placebo. It can't work. Oh, uh, well, yeah, he's landed. Okay, well, that's great, thanks Chuck. Very much. Thanks Thanks very much for that, Chuck. Really appreciate it. As long as we know it's all safe. Good. Okay, we've got that. That felt historic. Yeah, no, cranberry juice is, um, is a myth. Oh, it's really? not medicinal or therapeutic. Or nice to drink. Well, no. So everyone that's been drinking cranberry juice for urine infections and cystitis and um, you know bladders and stuff, waste of waste of, yeah. waste of your time. Can you give me your stats on that? What, what? Well, I can't give you stats on it. What do you think I'm a caller to the David Prever show? No. I just I... wondered where you heard this before I start removing it from my arsenal of. Um, You've been putting up your arsenal. No, homegrown. Um... It's true. No, it's it just, just remedies. Well, first of all, just trust me. It's true. Yep. You've been working with me long enough to know that I would not be giving out um, medical advice unless I have it on good grounds. And I'm. This is official medical advice. Cranberry juice don't do nothing for you. It don't do nothing. Sam's nodding almost as if he were thinking about 
playing on that PlayStation that he won the other... He won a PlayStation. No, he did. I had to buy mine Anyway, the cranberry juice. So, who told you? Is it a doctor or what? I heard it on Radio 4. All right, OK. I talk a lot of old balls. I've shut up today. It's the, the Radio 4 is uh, fact-checked. Um, so, um, yeah. Was it on the Archers? <sighs> Jesus Christ, I'm bored, man. I'm bored. I've got nothing. I'm I'm an empty vessel, um, and I've got nothing to give. I've got nothing to give. So I don't know what we do for the rest of the show. What do you reckon? Wow, that's a bombshell. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it though? Honesty. Honesty is the is the best policy. Okay. It just it just dawned on me. I just thought I've got nothing to say. Got nothing. Got nothing to say. I've run out of. Run out of words. Mm. It's not a bombshell because I told you earlier on. It's not a bombshell, but you know. Well, I was talking to you, and you don't matter. No, but we finished the talk about cranberry. We did the cranberry juice. Okay. I thought we'd done it. Right. Well, what else do you want to say? Turns out, yeah, it turns out it's nonsense. So, um, well, no, I thought we'd done the cranberry juice bit. Fine. I thought we were flogging a dead horse. Okay. I thought we'd finished it. All right. You, we can Google it and find I'm right. I'm. I'm just, uh, but so, just, I don't want to believe it's a lie. It's. Uh, yeah. You're not, are, you, are you pissed off? No, I'm fine. You feel, are you, I'm getting a slight pissed off. Right? No, I'm not pissed off. But if you are, it's fine. It's, I'm not. It's, it's fine. I'm not. I'm trying to think. Oh, man, alive. Been a funny old vibe today. Yeah, it's been a funny vibe. Partly because of the weather. Partly because I am tired. We were both up early to go to respective sports days. God. Um, I found out my house has been put back by a few weeks and I had to start playing the game. I had to start playing. It's supposed to be the middle of July and I got the phone call that I knew was coming. saying, well... It's going to get pushed back to to the end of July, and I just had to go, oh, Jesus. I was like, oh. I said, well, I, 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 he said, how are you with that? I said, well, do I have any say in it? No, not really. I said, right, well, I'll tell you I am. I'm not very happy with it. But if I have no say in it, but it's getting pushed back a couple of weeks, then that is fine. Um, It'll have to be fine. And then I started playing the game of poker. It's all a game of poker. And then I said... But if it goes one day into August, I'm pulling out of buying the house. Oh, man. I don't want to play poker. Partly because I don't know how to play poker. I know, I know how to play this game of poker. You've just got to, you've got to kind of put your, dig your heels in. And... Well, this is the infuriating thing about buying a house. It comes to a point where everyone has done everything they can and you're just leaving it to people who don't care to pull their fingers out. Because it's solicitors now, isn't it? It's solicitors and estate agents. It's solicitors now, and um, uh, but I've just you've just got to do that thing of if this if this carries on, I'm I'm out, I'm out. Uh, just because you know I'm going nuts in that horrible little flat. I nearly posted the picture of it last night. Cause I took a picture to send to my friend Simon because no one's seen it. You're the only person that's seen it. You and the police are the only people that have been inside. That well, flat. and that bloke who turned up to have a look at your uh, oh yeah, attic. and and yeah, and and the builders and the landlord's team of um, hardworking men that c- keep just wandering in, and that child with the clipboard. What child? Oh yeah, the kid that comes around and every six months to make sure I've not defaced the walls. Uh, and I go, yeah, I'm f- I'm, I'm forty five, you're twenty, and I've lived in places for quite a long time, and um, I, I don't want to be here. Hey, you're that guy off uh, the telly. What was it like in the jungle? Well, it, it was great. Can you please get out of my misery? Um, and uh, so that was depressing. 
you've had a tough old day. Are you, are you, you're, are you nervous about... I'm sorry if I did piss you off. No, you didn't piss me off. You sure? I because promise if, you. if I was rude, I'm sorry. No, I, I didn't promise realize you. I, was being I rude. promise you. But are you nervous about... You're not, are, you, are you nervous I'm about not doing nervous this? about tomorrow, Good. No. Then what's your beef? My, oh, I'm just getting a lot of stuff at the moment with... Um, right, here we go. Here we go. Let's do it. Nine-year-olds. Yeah. It's getting really psychological all of a sudden. Oh, your nine-year-old's become a 13-year-old. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we were having trouble. We live about 10, 10 minutes maximum from her school. Yeah. And since, she, before she um, left the lower school, there was, there, there was a massive encouragement, a, a big push to make sure that everyone was walking to school with their mates rather than with their mums, you yeah, know, yeah. by the time they went to this middle school. Yeah. So she started walking home with her mates and walking to school with her mates. And that's a big thing, you know, when you... This is my eldest, so I haven't been through that thing before of, OK, off you go then, I'll see you in hours. Yeah, that's weird. So from that to now, uh, she's been coming home really late from school. I'm talking like, it's taken her 40 minutes and that's a five minute walk. Mm. I've not given her a mobile phone because I, I think she's too young. Yep. I also don't think it keeps them any safer. 21 the age. I don't think it keeps many safer and in fact the stuff with the kind of friends, female friends has already started with them sort of picking holes in each other. Right. So I don't want them being able to message her and me not know about it, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. Bad you don't want, you want bullying to be it brought into the home. No, and, and arriving in her pocket and maybe, yeah. you know, her reading it when I'm not there. Yeah. Um, so no mobile phone. So anyway, she's been getting home later and later and later and I've had a conversation with her about it saying, you know, I need you to come home straight away. I'll worry yeah. about you and, and I wouldn't know how, you know, it would take, I wouldn't know if there was something to worry about. If you don't, oh, this sounds silly, doesn't it? If she's not home straight away and no. I get used to her being half an hour, 40 minutes, an hour longer, what if something happens? It will yeah, take yeah. me that much longer yeah, to yeah. work out that I need to go looking for her. Of course. Right. So we've had that conversation and she understood it. Again, she rocked up late again today. Oh, did she do yeah, it again today? I think she'd forgotten. Okay. So. And she's been lying about where she's. Yeah. Been. She'd been telling me that um, she'd been kept in from uh, kept in by the teacher. And then I said, "Well, that's happening a lot. Maybe I should email your teacher." Oh no! Don't do that. And it turns out that she'd been telling me fibs. So we had the conversation about don't tell me lies because if you if something happens within that lie you're on your own you know the exact opposite and I, for this I blame uh, Fleetwood Mac because <laughs> they encourage lie telling exactly and the problems it caused we didn't even know then back in the eighties exactly. we didn't now we now we're reaping that exactly so we've had that conversation I think she gets yeah. it but um. I get the feeling that one of the friends in the group of friends is avoiding going home for some reason yeah. so uh, everyone's dragging their heels as a result so anyway I warned her. And, yeah, she was late again today. So, I bought her a watch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're serious, man. And I've also said to her, if it happens again, yeah. you're going to start walking home with me. I would. Well, here's what I would do if I were in a position to do that. Tomorrow I'd turn up at the school. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, nice to see you. We're walking home now. Well, that's Ooh, the threat. You're embarrassing that's me. That's the threat. Yeah. That's the threat. I'd, I'd do it once and say, and, and say we can stop this now. How, but what if you, you come straight home. What are you feeling about tomorrow? Are you going to come straight home or are you going to need a little bit of encouragement yeah. again? I'm willing to do it. I just want... Uh, I, I want to believe that she forgot today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids, man. But I do feel sorry for this kid who may or may not yeah. be. Oh, of course. Of course, of course. Um, 
344 is the telephone number. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. No rules nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses and Nosferatu. <laughs> All right, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Darren. Good evening, Darren. How you doing? Ian? I'm doing um, terribly, mate. You what? Yeah. You've been terribly. Yeah, I, I am oh, actually. I'm a well, little, make, little you know what, mate? That makes the two of us. Go on. What's going on with you? Oh, I'll tell you what. I phoned you up before. I was at Glasgow, uh, just at the the Barras area, yeah. um, and uh, was a recovering alcoholic. Oh yeah. Um, you probably don't remember me, but anyway... I, I, I do remember, actually. Go on, what's, what's happening now? Well, I'm dealing with serious chronic pain, and I'm on the most strongest analgesics you can get, Yeah. and the pain is still coming. And it's such a, it's such a hard thing to navigate. See, trying to navigate the NHS yeah, yeah. when you're dealing with a pain condition, it's been the most... Uh, it's actually made me more thicker because they think that, you know, you're drug-seeking when you're asking for medications. I've had right. to come down to London. Yeah. I'm on benefits. I've had to come down to London and see a, a consultant oh, in wow. Harley Street on benefits um, to, to, to get them to understand how serious um, how serious my, well, uh, my there, condition there's, is. Because obviously there's no way for a doctor to measure... Pain. Objective, of, co- of course. Yeah, so they can't they can't hook you up to a machine and go, all oh, right, well, Darren's feeling yes, 72 but, t- two pain. But, but Ian, the, the, the illness is called the suicide illness, right? And they don't call it that for nothing. It's called small fiber neuropathy, right? Go on, what is and that? Because that rings a bell. Suicide headaches, it's a, isn't it? It's a neuropathy. It's a type of neuropathy, but it affects the small fibres. Um, and there's only... There's a, Pretty much all the specialists are doing in London. Is this what they call cluster headaches? No, no, it's no. not to do with the mind. It's not to do with, but well, pretty much your pain basically works everywhere. But I think you you feel it in your mind, but it's right. like your signal sending. Okay, you know. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, yeah. I'm just in a serious. I, I, you know that way, like I'm just frightened because I'm dealing with such a serious thing mm. and. You know, they don't, like, the doctors, you know, they don't really understand chronic pain. No. And so, like, these, you know, you're getting told, you, 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 we can see you every four, four months or five months. But in between that, you know, what do you do? I mean, you know, there's no support system in place. There's no nothing in place. I don't know if it's um, uh, a money thing with the NHS. Um, you know, I've actually got a diagnosis I went, I got an actual diagnosis, and then I had, my mood was affected, obviously, because the pain is, yeah. is obviously there. And the, the, the psychiatrist had told me that, and this is a common thing that's happening, I mean, all over, all over, that people are, are going to one remit, and then they're going to another remit, so like basically going to one profession, getting told they've got a certain condition. And I went to the psychiatrist, and he said to me, even though we had a diagnosis, it's in your head. No one psychiatrist, but two. Mm. No, I had a diagnosis, so I just feel like see when it get. I mean, there's people. I know so many people with with pain because I've obviously that's my kind of, my community now, yeah. where I've met so many people. But it's hard, man. You know, it's it's really it changes the whole. I've okay. never experienced it in this in my life. You know, it's it's. 
So I what is the what is the what's the prognosis? Are they saying are they saying at some point? Are they saying you're imagining it? Well, or it can be controlled ha- by the mind. Yeah, well, what what happened was the first time they said it was it, they call it somatization, right? They said it was in my mind, right? But there's a test you can get, right? And it's gold standard. Gold standard means it's like nearly ninety eight percent proof, right? And they take a bit of skin out your ankle and a bit of skin out of your 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 quadricep, yeah. and they done that in Hammersmith. I had to come down uh, to to London to get it done. The glorious professor, yes. Professor Anand, he's a specialist in peripheral neuropathy, one of the best in the world. He's an authority. Cut a long story short, he 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 done the test, and it was proven that I had this this uh, this small fibre neuropathy. Now that test came back to my doctors in Glasgow, right? And I still seen the psychiatrist, and uh, I seen a psychiatrist at, at my local area, and he still <laughs> he, sat, he sat there in front of me and my mum casually, uh, and just went, "I think you have a false positive. I don't believe you have what you have." Um, <laughs> So oh, man, really? Basically, wow. basically, I, you know, I just sat there and just I was I was dumbfounded. I felt I felt like choking the guy, but I didn't choke him because of, you know I just I just said to him, "Look, this is well, that's your opinion," but I just feel as if there's no rights. I feel as if I, I, I you know, I, I oh, I've got this thing. I just feel that a lot of people are only getting heard because I certainly am not getting heard. And do you know what, Ian? No. I don't want to be a statistic. No. I don't want to be somebody who throws through the, through the NHS. And I've had to pay. I've paid up to five thousand pounds now of my own money. I've, everything I've had to do is go private, and it's absolutely crazy. And you know what? I was in hospital in April, getting a steroid infusion. It's like a treatment they try and give you to help this condition. Yeah. And see everybody that was in the ward with me, they were in for like pain syndromes, mm. and every one of them has tried to take their own life. Oh man, so so what I'm trying and, and 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 it was actually I was sitting in the bed and I was listening to a group of people uh, round this boy who had cluster headaches, like you had said, mm. he'd, he'd been hot, he'd been hot with a car three times, and basically he had cluster headaches. And uh, they were round the bed, and they were saying to him, "Have you not seen a psychiatrist? Have you not seen a psychiatrist to help you with your mood?" And the the, the boy said, "The psychiatrist has told me that this isn't a psychiatry problem, um, you know. So if you're tr- the boy had tried to commit suicide, so it's like who somebody's no doing their job here because it's like basically, you know, you've got you've got a, a condition that's it's it's like." You know, you need. It's got a mood component. Mm. It's got a pain component. Mm. It's got these all these different things. Yet you're getting past for area to area. Oh, you need a, a holistic approach. You need all the different aspects mate, of it listen, need to be listen, treated. Let me tell you something, Irene. I've put a multi-multidisciplinary team in place myself. Wow. I've I've, I've seek to a, a, a counsellor. I've had to pay for a neurologist. I've had to pay for a pain consultant. And the psychiatrist is the NHS. It's 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 just a Russian roulette, man. These guys are telling you you don't have something when you've actually been yeah. diagnosed. But you know, my friend told me to come on tonight, and I just wanted to. You know what I really wanted to Go on. to to to, to uh, say is if anybody's out there and has chronic pain, it's a killer, man. Mm. Especially with see we diagnose, see we like you know if you've got alcohol or anxiety or. You know, my friend died. My friend hung himself six weeks, five weeks ago, and he had anxiety. 
and it just, it just, it, it, anxiety and depression. Now I'm battling anxiety and depression and, and a severe pain syndrome, and I just feel like, I, I, I feel like I love somebody to chat at my door and say, we're going to help you. But it's like, see if I don't go... I don't know why the system is the way that the system is. Yeah. I don't know if it's a money shot. I don't know why why, why it is the way it is. But, man, it's crazy. It's so crazy, man. You know, and it, and, it, and it's not that, Ian. It's like you you go to these people and you, you go to the specialists and they're great with, with, with you know, uh, treating your pain. But then you, you, your GP, he thinks he's terrified because he anything... He hears of these drugs, and 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 my GP practice is in quite a, in a rough area, and there's a lot of people going in there drug seeking. Yeah, yeah, of course. So see if you see if you have a see if you have a, an ailment or a chronic pain condition, it's, it's almost like you get treated like you're in there to to even though you've got. Even though you've got like um, you know correspondence from the consultant you've to say actual evidence to show that you yeah, need the drugs. Even no then, even then, it's still it's still like a very grey area. It's 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 like nothing I've experienced, and I believe it's like that in America. I think that you've, they've got an opioid epidemic, and I, and I feel I feel for these people who are getting their meds cut and different things. I don't know what it's like here, you know, but. I think certain practices are different. It's just, it, I'm really wanting, what I'm plugging is the need for chronic pain to be addressed, man, in the UK. There's no enough, there's no enough things, there's no enough services, there's no enough, you know, but like, there's plenty for addiction. Mm. Look, look at, look, let, me, let me tell you this anyway, and you'll be able to, you'll be able to, you'll be able to stand by this. Look at all the stars that, are, that have died, Prince, you know, Prince died eh? a fentanyl. He, he he had a hip, he yeah. had a hip uh, problem. He died with taking fentanyl, mm. too much fentanyl. Um, a lot of stars of of, of oh, that. So obviously, these stars have maybe overdone, maybe taking the drugs, maybe they've took too much. I don't know for sure. I obviously know that there's it's it's a, it's a very hard area to deal with. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm. And especially like on my own, like I, I kind of know it. Well, a bit of support, but not much. You know, I, I I I feel for a lot of people who have got chronic pain in Glasgow because there's 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 not a lot happening up here. You Darren, know? Darren, listen, look, we have to go. I really appreciate. Sorry, no, 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 you're going to have to apologise. I, I apologise that we're, that we're up against the clock. Um, Sorry, but I, 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 I just wanted to. Be, that was no, no. Are you honestly, dude? You have nothing to apologise. I'm really grateful that you you phoned in and you have certainly educated me. Uh, yeah. uh, on the situation, you would have educated a lot of listeners, um, yeah. and I'm I'm saying this because I mean it. If calling in helps in any way, or if you want to talk more, you can call us any time you want, man. You and you'll, you'll get on. You know, and nice, if, if if we can take your mind off it for five minutes, that's great. But if if it just helps just to chat to us, and then you're, you're welcome well, to call us any time, brother. Hopefully, it reached somebody tonight. Ian, anyway, thanks very much. Nice Thank one, you. man. You take care of yourself. Bye bye. Cheers, bye-bye. fella. Ta-ta. What a nice bloke. What a nice bloke. What a horrible story. Yeah. And that can happen to anyone. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know... you've got... you been told you haven't got something that you've been told you've got? <laughs> you just can't begin to imagine. Thank you, Darren. That was, uh, that was educational. 
Um, I don't say that very often about the calls on this show. Paul, stay there. Well, you'll be the first call we come to after the news. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
20 years later, it's still working. Paul Ross just came in and went, where is this Beatles song from? Is this from the anthology? Well, no, it's the, it's the Ruttles. It's the Ruttles. 40 years later, they're still doing their magic. There are two Ruttles CDs. The second one isn't that good. The first one is an absolute joy. The soundtrack to the film. I mean, it, it really is. You can probably get it for pennies on Amazon. It's such a good album. It's like an alternate Beatles history, and it's a joy. 0344 499 1000. Paul Ross is on at one o'clock, guys. One till five. You can listen to Talk Radio. You can listen to Paul on DAB. You can download the app, or you can go to talkradio.co.uk. Let's go to uh, another Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hello, mate. You all right? I'm all right, Paul. Good. You all right, Kath? Yeah, I'm okay. What you got for us, Paulie? Paulie, Paul, Pauls? I need to tell you, man, I've been having these really weird dreams. Here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for the punchline. No, 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 there ain't no punchline, man. This is, did, when you was a kid, did you play penny up, up the wall? Um, what, well, you had to throw the penny closest to the, the, the wall? To the wall, yeah. yeah. So there's four or five of your plan, and you throw your penny, and you never get, well, we used to play 50 pence. You never got their 50 pence closest to the wall. You picked all the coins up. Yeah. Throw them up in the air and you're called heads or tails. And if you won, then you took, we used to play for our dinner money, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So in my dream, I'm in my school playground. God, I've been a long time since I was at school. And I'm in my school playground. And this old girl comes up to me and she goes, would you like to play Penny Up? So I turn around and it's the Queen, right? Oh, flipping that Penny Up with the Queen. Right? Yeah. So she says, oh, I'm wicked, I'm wicked, I'm going to beat you. <laughs> so... I started playing with her, and she was blinding, right? Every time I threw my 50 pence, she threw her closer, right? So, when it comes to the heads or tails bit, she was throwing it up in the air going, knee, right? So, so I'm thinking, this bitch is wrenching me my dinner money. Steady on, steady on, yeah, 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 steady on, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, basically, in this dream, she's taking all my dinner money, and I'm thinking, this is the, one of the richest women in the world, and yeah. she's taking me for my dinner money, man. Yes. Like, it was not good. Right. So, <laughs> I can't tell you what happened after that, because she's running the country, but I ended up nutting her. <laughs> oh, so you did tell us. Right, so, but well, how often, why, why are you telling us that you're having dreams where you, you try and kill um, our monarch? Well, I don't know. I had a really, and another really nutty dream was I moved into this big house. There's nothing worse than people's dreams. Yeah, it can't get worse than that. And I phoned up Sky to get the satellite fitted. And Rod Hull and Big Bird from Sesame Street turned up. That's great news. Thank you so much. uh, 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 There we go. Thanks very much indeed. What? Uh-huh. There's nothing duller than other people's dreams. If you did a phone in, right? Phone up and tell us what your dreams are. Be boring. Your dreams are interesting to you. Well, and if someone, if someone saucy says, "Guess who I had a sex dream about last night?" You, then that's 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 interesting. What really? What did we do? What didn't we do? Every hole was a goal. That kind of stuff is interesting. But when it's a bloke who you've never met and he phones you once every three months to have a dig at me and flirt with you, telling you their dreams. Casually calls a woman a bitch. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Thank you for that, Paul. I really appreciate that call. Ah, <laughs> uh, your dreams. Good evening, Ben. Ian, what hello. Dream, what dream did you have last night, mate? Oh, I didn't have a dream, mate. Yes, I just did. caught the last bit before the break. I heard the word fentanyl. Fella talking about fentanyl. Yeah. But I didn't 
I don't know exactly what he, what he was referring to, as in, like, with, was he addicted to it or something? No, he's using it for pain relief. He is now, is he? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, right. No, I just, um... <clears throat> well, what's your relationship with fentanyl? Well, I don't, not, not, not fentanyl, I had a bit of a relationship with everything, and methadone, and buprenorphine, and all that. And I just, yeah, I got started on, um, I got addicted to all that through over-the-counter cocodamol. Um, yeah, I, I've, I know a lot of people do. A lot of people it, do. Yeah, and, and, and that fentanyl, I read a great book, um, by a lady called Catherine Kemp. Yeah. It's called Painkiller Addict, and she had pancreatitis and ended up being given fentanyl and went through hell. It's a fantastic read. She recovered, but fentanyl was like 50 times stronger than heroin. Well, so, yeah, it's, I mean, the, the guy that phoned up Darren's in chronic pain, you know, and, uh, yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's, you know, he's trying to get a decent pain relief programme going, right. but he's, he's having trouble with, you know, one doctor saying something and, so, and one doctor saying something else. But yeah. people getting addicted to, um, to painkillers, um, yeah, it's a big old problem, man. Serious problem, mate, yeah. There's a, a brilliant documentary on YouTube called Making a Killing. Yeah. All about um, psychotropic drug and all about you know drug companies making shed loads of cash. Yeah, and it's yeah. But I, so, so know, how, how, how can you make a drug fifty times stronger than heroin and just dish it out? Although, well, you know, obviously that guy's well, in pain. I'm just not. I'm not going to dig at that bloke. You know. Yeah, what I mean? but he, I don't think they are dishing it out with that bloke. That bloke's having trouble getting it, and he needs it. Oh good. Oh well. Because okay, a fellow I know, he, he's dodgy knees. He's had them since he was about thirteen or something. Yeah, He's been given the patches, you get these fentanyl patches, right. and he's just, you know, it scares me, because, uh, you know, I had trouble getting off the uh, the juice, the methadone. Yeah. Got off it. You know, Can I ask you a question about the methadone? Yeah. Right. So, me- uh, and tell, I'm going to say some things that is, are what I believe. Say whatever, mate. Yeah. And if I get it wrong, jump in and correct me, right? So right. I've spent a bit of time in the rooms and stuff. So I, I've heard people talking about it. It was never my drug of choice, Coke, uh, uh, heroin. Coke yep. was, heroin wasn't. So I, 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 it's a mystery to me, right? Yep. So, so methadone is yeah. what is prescribed by the doctor to help heroin addicts kick heroin, right? And yep. you go, you get a prescription, you get a script, and you go into a chemist once yep. or twice a day. You yep. hand over the script. You get a little bottle of methadone yeah. and you drink it. Is that right? Um, uh, y- y- yeah, you don't go to your doctor. Well, you, I, before, I, well, I went to my doctor and they refer you to a drug and alcohol right. thing, right. the local one. And then you get on a script. Yeah. But what is? But what is? But, but well, methadone you know is just a. It's, it, it's just a. It's a. It's a different drug, but it's, with the same potency the as heroin. It's the cheapest load of whatever out there. What, do you know what? I watched a documentary about Nazis and drugs. Hitler had methadone created because it was cheaper than no. morphine and he wanted all his soldiers but to have a pain does it have the same effect as heroin uh, no it, it, it's longer lasting it holds you for longer so in other words you don't go into withdrawal right but heroin's got like what they call a short like half life but the know, high so the high isn't as big as heroin but it the, but the effect lasts longer to tide you over the the the, the um yeah, I may imagine you were al- al- alcoholic. Yeah. It, w- it would stop the shakes. Okay. So, you know, you, you won't shake, but you're not going to feel that dry. You know, most, look, I was getting a script in the morning, what they call supervised consumption. I mean, it depends if you're working. If you, yeah. If a fella's working and he's, you, you go and pick your script up and you give a sample, like urine sample, 
but you know, there's so many ways to get around it. I used to just have a few days, well, say a week, not using on top. Yeah. And then the 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 error would be out in the system, and then I'll just wee in a empty Evian bottle or whatever. Yeah. Whack it in the freezer or the fridge, depending on how long, and then pour it into a little bottle. Take it with you. Take it with me, but yeah. always put a little warm water with it. Because the people, you well, know, yeah, the key workers. But imagine, people. imagine freezing that and then um, mistaking it for like a, a um, um, like Sorry. a frozen a jubbly. lolly, your jubbly. Yeah. yeah, imagine you think it's a jubbly, you go and have that or something. Anyway, but um, it, 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 it may space it. I'll, I'll just, you know. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing cheap, about addicts. It's cheap because you, yeah. you know, I know people have been on it twenty five years. Well, this is the thing. People have been people, you know, the, the, the Limmy. I don't know if you've seen Limmy, the comedian. There's a very oh. funny character, uh, right. Jacqueline McCafferty, who yeah. was on addicted. He said the, the line is something like, "I was addicted to heroin for three years, then I was addicted to the methadone for seven years," and yeah. Yeah. and and that's the way it goes quite a bit. But here's the thing. Well, this is the thing about addicts, right? Yeah. We're clever, man. And we are cunning, and we are we are the cleverest. If only we could turn our powers to good, because what you what you described there, you're freezing, you know, going staying off, staying clean for a week. So you do a wee, and it's clean, and pe- putting it in the fridge, and then so taking I've got it out. Method the system. Yeah. from the script every day. Yeah, because I was on. But what you've right. described is a genius way mm. of beating. Uh, yeah, uh, beating, uh, beating then, then medicine. Happened, you see, I could get off supervised. Yeah, and then. Because I, I, I went from subutex, buprenorphine tablets, uh, onto the methadone. But I remember I gave a clean sample with them. Yeah. And it was a different doctor. My key worker wasn't about. Yeah. So I just saw this, like, main doctor, and they have to sign the scripts anyway. And she put me on what they call twice a week pick-up. Yeah. And she switched my subies, my uh, I was on, what was on, 14. So I was on an 8 mil. Yeah. And two, you get two twos. And then I just said, oh, you yeah, know, about getting off. And she said, well, what I'll do, I'll whack it all in twos for you. Oh, right, OK. So I had loads of these two. And I was just stashing and made it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and where, are you, where are you now, Ben? How, how are things now with all of that? I'm, I'm good, mate. Good. Over a year. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey, well done. That's all right, isn't it? It is all right. But it's, um, yeah, I just, just anything to do with opiates. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but people don't realise, man, codeine is basically a mild form of smack. And tramadol, yeah. Like that. Oh, I had, I had tramadol a few years ago. God, it was I was I was tripping all over the place. Because people, years ago, but you know, I've, 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 I had mates. I remember working on, on sites and people opening up the newspaper and having a dig at Pete Duckett. Yeah, you know when he was in the papers all the time, and you know, I need to bath, look at his dirty thing, you know, right? And you know the the the, the fellas on Oramorph or something for his back. Hey, you know, and I'm thinking, that's just... Do you remember, when I was a kid, they stopped doing this, I know, because I looked into it when I was getting really in, bang into drugs. You, you, you probably remember this, Catherine. Do you remember used to sell kale in a morphine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> they used to sell it for stomachaches. Yeah. We, had, we had a bottle of kale in a morphine, and what it was, it would settle. And the bottom two-thirds was this pink sort of chalk. Oh, i seen that. And the top third was this clear liquid. It was pure morphine, and you shook it up... And they would give it, my mum gave it to me when I was eight. And it was to get rid of, if you had stomach aches, you'd have kale in and morphine. That's nuts, isn't it, man? I I don't know when they stopped doing it, but I was certainly having it in the early 80s, so... um, Yeah, I've never heard... Yeah, you don't sell that, you can't get that now. No, I know, I know. Uh, Trust me, I looked into it. (laughs) But that thing about codeine being so strong, that's what's turning a lot of people... You know, you've got loads of quote-unquote respectable people in America who are turning to street drugs, because obviously over there you can't get prescribed, you know, you don't get free prescriptions. So they get hooked on it, 
and then they can't afford to keep that, you know, keep yeah. it in the codeine, and so they end up going to the street. Yeah, I, I just had a little look at the old uh, fentanyl documentary just in, during the break when you had the news on and yeah. all that. And it's an epidemic in America, yeah. fentanyl, yeah, yeah. but also the OxyContin, which the drug company that created it, I don't know if it's Pfizer, one of those big ones, um, said that it was a strong pain, obviously an opiate, but it's not addictive. Yeah. And that was passed, so it's all corruption. How can you have an opiate that's not addictive? And anyway, that's an epidemic, because they all crush them up and snort them and... You know, Ben. Um, I, yeah, I'm sorry, mate. I'm going on. No, don't, don't apologise. I just want to warn people. You Bless know, you, just, brother. Just if you if you're getting prescribed your tramadol, your Coca-Cola, just keep an eye out. Know. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. you're um you're on the straight and narrow, Ben. Well done, mate. Thank it's, you, mate. Cheers, mate. Take care. Speak again. Uh, what, where, where, where are we getting all these nice new callers from? Yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. A star cross soapbox for sailor boys, oh. stable girls. <laughs> The end. And stripper grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late night speech radio with a difference. Thank you. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand to celebrate the fact that we won uh, football. Um, there's a, a picture of um, a woman with her boobs out in the star. So that's great. How patriotic. That is very very patriotic. Um, I'm not here tomorrow. Catherine is here. You're doing the show with Katie Puckrick. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I give I give you my blessing. Thanks very much. I give you my blessing. Your holiness. Um, very welcome. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Oh, look, there's Idris Elba's um, fiance with. Um, now that is not. A, I don't think. I'm sure she's a very beautiful lady, and with a, a beautiful body. But this fashion, and I'm singling her out because it's there, of um, wearing swimsuits that go right up your hungry bum. That's your copyright, Catherine Boyle. Go right up your bum crack. There is nothing. Well, there's nothing there. I mean, that That, is... That to me looks painful. I've got... In the heat as well. I've got... I've been walking... It's been hot today and I've been walking around and my pants have been chafing a bit and I've got a sweaty ass crack. So when I get home, I'm putting on some Johnson's baby lotion on my, my bum and my taint, and probably on the underside of my balls as well, because it's all sore down there. It's uncomfortable, right? Um, but she's chosen. That's actually going to be rubbing against her her, her bum hole. Oh but it will be. Of course it will. Not just, not just, it's not just in between her cheeks. Actually rubbing her anus. But, you know, it's her anus, but, her business. Exactly, but... <laughs> Um, and it, uh, but, but I don't want to sing. I, I am singling her up because it's a. But so let's let, pull back a bit. Because I don't want Idris Elba to beat me up. Because um, uh, I don't think he's a very good actor. But it, it is. Um, imagine if he's listening though. Imagine if he's a fan of mine. Yeah. And he goes, he goes to bed, and his missus says, "Idris, what's wrong?" Oh man, that Ian Lee is I'm not very good actor. On the other hand, it might encourage them to have a conversation about whether or not she's comfortable in that or whether she's doing it to please. It might encourage them to work harder at acting. Um, but this but the is, thong is big now. But it's not even a... Th- I mean, that it's is, a one-piece that, swimsuit. That's a thong. But the ones that we're seeing on Love Island are just really just, tightly oh. cut. It's like a wedgie. Peeny bottoms. It's wedgies. Mm. They're, they're giving themselves wedgies. And no one likes a wedgie. But apparently the kids these days are opting... For wedges. Everyone is doing it. And I just think... 
Well, the boys aren't doing wedgies, are they yet? Not but yet. It'll it be time. the next thing. Give it time. But it's, it's the next thing. I remember when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, boys wearing makeup was a bit puffy. It's a bit, oh God, a bit. There was a couple sort of on the fringe boys that would would, would kind of wear a bit of makeup, but kind of in the Robert Smith cure, sort of slightly over the top way. But then we're watching dinner date tonight, and those all those lads were putting makeup on well, yeah. before the dinner well, date. Well, I mean, um, and you can tell, you could tell with one of them in particular, and he was actually the one that won. So fair play. It, oh, I liked it. It, it works. Picked the right guy. But he was colouring his eyebrows in like the, you know, like the girls do, which again is not a natural looking thing is it but but it's not for us this is young people's stuff now and we're not supposed to understand it um no we're not supposed to understand it um someone's telling me that kaolin and morphine is still available man alive as a five-year-old i was given morphine by my mum. the 70s man you really you really should have been there um swingers get three-day sex fest but location is kept secret probably around the back Europe's, it doesn't really make sense, so don't analyse it, but it's rude. Europe's biggest sex festival will be back with a bang. But swingers won't know where the venue is in Britain until 48 hours before the event. So it's, you've really got to, um, if you want to get involved in a... Then you've, um, you've just got to be patient. Head. In with the a record turnout of more than seven hundred Randy Revelers <laughs> is set to roll up for a huge three-day outdoor bonking bonanza, where plenty of funny is promised. It, it, it sounds. We've got actually we've got a report from someone who was there um, last year. Let's just see what, what 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 the kind of things they get up to. I'm David Babcock, and I got my willy stuck in the Hoover. There we go. Tickets for swing fields. Swing fields begin at 165 pounds for couples, but wealthier festival goers can fork out up to £390 per person for more luxurious glamping options with wipe-down bedding. Sweet Lord. A guzzler. Yeah. Yeah, that's extra. They will be given wristbands when they check in to indicate their sexual preference, men, women or couples. What are you beefing on about? Yes. The secretive organisers will not reveal the location of the festival until two days before it starts a week on Thursday. Festival bosses revealed that an increase in activity by trolls and invasions of punters' privacy forced them to um, uh, scrap the event last year. But organisers have now posted online, We are back! The team has reacted... Above and beyond the call of duty to reinvent and redesign the festival. This is to build on our hugely popular features, but also to fully refresh and invigorate the entire weekend. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. In 2015 and 2016, Swingfields was held in Flaxley near Westbury on Seven. Um, some residents were furious the event was allowed to take place in their backyard. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> Are you real? Close the curtains. But organisers reassured them about their robust security and ticket systems. Wow. I don't like camping at the best of times. Naked camping. Naked camping. I mean, 
Also, th- th- their shower facilities... It's bad enough picking the grass out of your cups of tea, isn't it? Never th- mind. Those shower blocks... No, I don't, I don't think... I'm I haven't been them. camping for ages. Well, it's changed a lot since then. Everyone's at it. Everyone is doing it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record all day long. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not that kind of nut job. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The last thirty minutes uh, of which you can speak to me this week because I'm going away tomorrow and I'm not coming back till really early Tuesday morning, which is stupid. Um, which is stupid. Posties in a gull lot of trouble. Swooping birds spark mail alert. So, why, why, why are postmen always having such problems with Mother Nature? Are we is this her way of telling us that posties are natural? Seagulls are dive-bombing posties as they try to deliver mail to more than 100 homes. The birds are also attacking residents who are having to hide under umbrellas to fend them off. Local councillor Bablin Mollick said the gulls were an increasing health and safety problem. It's a health and safety problem, guys. These gulls, it's a health and safety problem. It's estimated 15 breeding pairs are to blame for the aerial bombardment in Cardiff. I would kill them. Yeah, because they're not like sick an owl on them. Isn't that what they do with the pigeons? Or an eagle? And it's an eagle, not an owl for, for gulls. You say that, but in Milton Keynes, in the shopping centre, they've got plas- big plastic owls as a deterrent. I suppose not for the gulls, probably for smaller birds, right? I think that, that's for oh, mice. I realise that. That's for mice. Mice can't see them up in the... Of course rafters. they can. Mice have got really good visions. Have they? Yeah. Um, also, there's no such thing as a seagull, so this story is, is inaccurate. Martin Fricker, the gentleman that wrote it. I think it's gulls. A Royal Mail spokeswoman said... Oh, spokeswoman, you say? How bothered? These, we, uh, these kind of attacks can occur at this time of year as the gulls are nesting and rearing their chicks. Royal, Royal Mail chiefs have written to 130 homes in the area, warning them to expect problems with their deliveries, although the letters have not been delivered. The spokeswoman said that deliveries in King Coed were not yet affected, but the situation was being monitored. She added, the safety of our people is paramount to Royal Mail. Well, just get them to wear um, tin hats like I mean, World War One. Yeah. Just get them to wear nice, good old-fashioned tin hats. They can choose that. They can have, like, an American baseball hat with stars on, American basketball, American football. They can have, like, um, you know, the, um, like, Kaiser hats with the point Points. on. They'd be good, actually. They'd be good. Crash helmets. Um, just anything. To, so they stop them flipping, whinging about birds and po- carrying on posting the letters to slackers. That's what they should do. If it's not birds, it's dogs with these people. Cats. I like my postman, but the rest of them can get knotted. Here's what I'm... My postman's a dude. Really? Yeah, he's good. He knows that my dad only lives around the corner. Yeah. So if I'm not in, he'll leave stuff there. Or he knows where my he knows where my safe place is. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, well, our postman takes yeah go, delivers our stuff to um, the mother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Unlike a box of chocolates, it seems you know what you're going to get with Forrest Gump. A great movie to make you happy. Is Forrest Gump make you happy? That's a bit sad, isn't it, Forrest Gump? I thought because he's, um, 
I feel sorry for him because he's he's cha- he's challenged, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is, and things happening, and he's and he's aware of some of them, and he's not aware of a lot of them. The Oscar winner, starring Tom Hanks, has been voted the best feel-good film. Mm. Flipping it, flipping it. The list of the top ten films. Jeez. The 1994 movie follows Forrest through the decades as he takes part in some of history's biggest moments. It is the, I'm getting ready for a Forrest Gump impression, by the way, guys. It is the bittersweet love story that captured the hearts as well as the legendary line, My mum always said, Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Not bad, is it? Um, oh, ha- Journey. There's a lot of that one there. Oh, Jenny. Happiness expert, Dr. Cliff Arnold said... Well, that's not a thing. He's a doctor and he's a happiness expert. I don't believe it. Said, life can feel pretty overwhelming for many when work, exams and family pressures fill headspace. Taking the time to watch an uplifting film is one of the easiest ways of escaping from all of that. Giving ourselves permission to switch off our worry buttons and have our imagination buttons pressed is highly therapeutic. Giving ourselves permission to switch off our worry buttons. Right. Well, this guy, he may be a happiness expert, but he's not a button expert. You can't switch a button off. A button isn't a thing. A button switches something else off. A button switches the lights on or off or the TV on or off. Or in this stupid metaphor, it could possibly um, switch off worry. But no, this is a worry button that he wants to switch on and off. So this guy's a dick. Um, the survey found nearly a quarter of Brits watch a movie each Sunday to help beat the blues about the weekend drawing to a close. No, they don't. It's because they've got Sunday afternoon free. No else to do, So they watch it? a film. Um, OK, so here's the top ten in reverse of feel-good movies. Right? Number ten is The Breakfast Club. I don't ever, I've never seen it. God, it feel good. There's quite a lot of teenage angst in it. Number nine, a film I've not watched since I was 14 and I hate it. And I'm going to watch it again, but I suspect I'm going to hate it again. The Blues Brothers. Number eight is The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Never seen it, don't fancy it, never going to watch it. Number seven, now I think you have seen this, the 2017 version of Beauty and the the Beast. Beast. Yes, it's all right. Unless you're a homophobe that picks up on minute... Gay clues. It's like it's like a gay teapot. It's not my new. It's flipping obvious. Oh, is it? I thought oh, it yeah. was. Um, oh, no. I thought it was. Um... It's, it's Gaston Sidekick. Okay. Well, the ironic thing being that the artist that plays Gaston, who's a great big manly butch type, is gay. Okay. Well, in that so chew on that homophobe. In that case, then, if you, if you want to feel good uh, and you're homophobic, um, you probably don't want to watch that movie, guys. Um, you, you, you you probably want to go and watch, you know something obnoxious and racist um number six is school of rock yeah i'll give you that loved it great film great film number five marley and me that's about a dead dog isn't it spoiler alert (laughs) flipping it keith (laughs) i think it's quite an old film and everyone knows the dog dies it's only 10 years old mate and i didn't know the dog died well don't bother i was i was gonna watch that on the airplane tomorrow Number four, Sister Act. Sweet no. Lord. No. Number three, Mary Poppins. Number two, Back to the Future. No. Mary Poppins is too long. I loved it as a kid, but now watching it with modern children, you realise it's slow and too long. Back to the Future, likewise. Um, I tried watching um, Short Circuit with them the other week. 
that's a bit racist, isn't it? I don't know. It oh. wasn't the film I thought it was. I thought I was watching that one with Johnny Five in it. Okay. That is short circuit. Yeah, I was watching batteries not included. Batteries not included. That's, yeah, that that was a short circuit cash in. I think. Yeah, slow. Um, yeah, a lot of those eighties films are slow and rubbish. Um, it's like I think we, we've watched it, and I do like it. I watched it recently, but it is slow. Is Flight of the Navigator? Oh, not a lot happens in it. Not a lot happens in it. E.T. Yeah, my kids um, lost interest before it kicked off. Yeah, I've never seen E.T. Well, I have. I've only seen. Um, a pirate Betamax of E.T. When it came out, 81? So I watched it when it came out, a really low-quality pirate version. And I found out later there was a huge... There was, like, big 20 minutes missing from it. Um, but I've never seen it in, in high quality. Oh. So, you know, up, up yours, Spielberg. An elderly couple will be reunited with love letters they wrote 60 years ago, found under floorboards. I don't think they deserve these letters. Airman John Titley, 82, wrote to Rena Milton, 78, in the 1950s while based at RAF Melksham. Sarah Quick, 38, found the bundle while she was renovating a cottage in Pontypridd, South Wales. She said, They're a snapshot of an age where love and communication was a lot more simple. Sarah found the couple, wed in 1961, in a Facebook appeal, and will visit them in Cardigan, West Wales, where she hopes to sell them the letters for £2,000. <laughs> That's what I would do. Why did they leave them if they're so important? Yeah, I suspect that, that he murdered his, his, that wife, and that's, that, that she's a stand-in. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule free. It's the late night alternative with that man Ian Lee <laughs> on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Last uh, sixteen seventeen minutes of the show. Then I'm off. Uh, Paul Ross will be back. At, uh, Paul Ross will be on at one. Catherine will be in tomorrow night. Um, let us go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Good evening, both of you. Good evening, Simon. Peter Max. Yes. E.T., pirate copy, first thing I ever saw on video. There you go, you see, man. <laughs> and was your copy, it was almost unwatchable, but I remember sitting there watching it with my mum and my sister and, 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 and still bawling my eyes out. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I caught the occasional frame... Uh, but it was mainly um, sort of snow or lines across the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, but yep, I yep. do remember my dad and my uncle thinking that they were the cats that got the cream because they managed to get one over on society and get hold of this pirate film. I remember Fair being enough. being eight, nine, ten years old and watching a lot of pirate movies. I remember going around to my uncle's once, once, <laughs> and they put on. Um, I think it was. I think it was Rambo, the, the second First Blood. So Rambo, First Blood Part 2. And yeah. I didn't really want to watch it. I was only like nine. And, and I wanted to be out in the garden playing. But they thought there was a miscommunication. And they thought I wanted to watch it. So I ended up sitting on a really hot summer's day watching a really poor quality pirate video of a really poor quality film anyway. At the age, it was totally age inappropriate. Because I was, I was about nine, ten years old. Yeah, I think... Um life back then was different anyway as we as we as we know but uh, i think uh, it was the video shops would would hire any age uh, videos to to you or to a person 
um, and that they sort of allowed it to be the parents' decision as to whether you watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember, did you ever have the video man who used to come up the road and, set, uh, and hire videos out of the oh, boot of his car? Do you know what? We did have the video man, but we didn't use him because we, we, um, I don't think he did Betamax. I think he only did VHS. Uh, yeah, I think well, the, the Betamax that my dad and uncle had, I think that was very, very soon kicked to the curb and the VHS was produced. We had a Betamax, um, we had a Betamax for, I didn't get a VHS. Until I was like twenty odd, and I went to university. Yeah, do you know, not, what the, you know what the scariest thing is? Yeah, there will be a percentage of your listeners sitting there now going, "What the hell is Betamax?" No, do you know what? They've I, all gone to bed. I suspect. I suspect that all of my listeners uh, were Betamax uh, owners. I've got a very strong feeling that we we, we, we attract that kind of demographic. You have to. Now, the other thing, just quickly, um, as a sort of an aside, you know what you were saying earlier about, you know, not caring and things like that? Yes. Right, well, I was trying to relate to what you were saying, because I feel largely the same with a lot of things. Yeah. Um, And I find that as I'm getting older, I'm more empathetic. Yeah. I still wouldn't say that I'm particularly fussed by a lot, but... um, the, the thing that on the news that seems to be a recurring thing that, that I really don't care about, and I'm sorry if this offends, it doesn't, I'm not intending to. Okay. Um, okay. Is anything to do with anything war-wise in any part of the Middle East? Yeah. And the reason I say that is yeah. because in all of my short life, 42, so I'm not that much different to you. Old. Growing up, um, whenever the news was on the telly, and I always remember as a kid, because, you know, if if your parents wanted to watch the news, it was boring, and it was, you know, and and it didn't matter what age I was, there was always a Middle Eastern name of a town, city, or country that was related to some kind of war going on, and because that's been a constant theme all of my life, I've just can't be bothered to listen to any of it. I couldn't tell you all the differences and the intricacies and everything else. All I hear is one Middle Eastern name followed by any kind of bloodshed or war, and I'm really not interested because it's just been force-fed to me all my life, you know? Simon, I I kind of understand, and I think think people will understand that. Thank you, Simon. 03444991000. For Ian and Caroline McKay, Mackay? Mackay. Their weekly trip to watch a film wouldn't be complete without a sweet treat from the cinema's biscuit tray. But the pensioners have been left with a sour taste after cinema bosses decided the tray of loose biscuits was a health hazard. Now each one has to be individually wrapped in plastic, but there's more plastic than fish in the sea. Um, to the dismay of the couple who called it health and safety gone mad. Of course they did. Of course they did. Retired teacher, Mr Mackay, 70, condemned the decision as a ridiculous interference, saying the inference was the biscuits could cause germs. Ah, uh, it's um, a eating peanuts from a bowl after you've had a wee thing, isn't it? Yeah. Until now, over 55s attending the weekly Silver Cinema film screening at the Odeon in Basingstoke, Hampshire. Can I just say... Over 55s, I don't think you're ready to be called a silver screener, are you? I would... I, listen, I'm, I'm 10 years away from getting movie discounts like this. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm totally up for these guys. Paid £3 for a ticket that in, in, uh, entitled them to enjoy tea or coffee and pick up a couple of biscuits from a tray before watching a film. 
But when Mr Mackay and his wife, 65, dirty bugger, made their regular visit, they spotted each of the biscuits on offer was now wrapped in plastic. Mr Mackay, from Basingstoke, said he had been told loose biscuits were a health hazard, adding... The late... <laughs> Jesus, I mean, what are these people? Come on, who cares? Who cares? Where I'm... did they get this from, the local radio station? Yeah. The lady behind the counter told me there would be no more unwrapped loose biscuits. She said to me they now all had to be individually wrapped. But if I want to take the risk of eating them, that is up to me. Let people lead their own lives. It is stupid. We are trying to stop global plastic pollution, so that makes it worse. He added, and he's angry, this guy. If people are taking biscuits off a tray, then that is their choice. And the sooner these health and safety people leave us to make our own choices, the better. There's a simple alternative. You should just take his own biscuits. An Odeon spokesman said, our team are trialling different biscuits as part of our silver cinema offering, and we're always grateful to our guests for their feedback. So it's just different biscuits. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's furious. It's different biscuits. It's different. Bi- this guy should be banned. If I was um, the, the Odeon, I would ban um, Ian and Caroline Mackay for just bringing a massive downer to the Silver Surfer Cinema Club. Biscuit perverts. I would, I, I would just I'd ban them. Yoi, Ian, Caroline, piss off. <laughs> you're not, you're not welcome. Uh, we served in, we served, we served in, uh, in World War Two. Don't care. What at the age of sixty? What? <laughs> Okay, sorry. Location, 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 location presenters Kirsty Alsop and Phil Spencer were stunned when their crew stumbled on a sex toy under a bed. It was revealed when a member of the Channel 4 property show's crew put a camera on the floor during a break-in filming with the lens pointing beneath the bed. That old chestnut! Let's see if that's what they found. Although the camera was not recording, the image captured by its lens was still beamed to the director's monitor screen. Phil, 48, said, We were filming in the bedroom. I, 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 do you know what I think I could probably do, Phil? How does he... Uh, yeah, he's got a soft R. We were filming in the bedroom. We were filming in... I'm, doing, I'm too jowly. I don't, I don't care. We we were filming we were we were fil- we were filming in the bedroom we were filming in the bedroom and the cameraman put the camera down while we had a discussion it's not bad the camera was actually pointing under the bed the director suddenly went oh my god what's that he under knew the it was. under the bed there was a very large sex toy the size of a cucumber it's not that large I'm looking at the camera it's not there <laughs> and and that's what the camera was looking at. Under the bed. We freaked out. No, you didn't. You pointed and you laughed. You got it out. You pretended to stick it up your bum. That's what everyone does. <laughs> That's what everyone does when they find a sex toy, isn't it? Oh, gosh. Former surveyor Phil said the sex toy was not the only clue to saucy bedroom antics. He added, Then, of course, we started to look around the room and there were two handprints on the mirror behind the bed. We've never quite recovered from it. Phil revealed the hilarious find while promoting energy-saving smart meters. Well, well, that story ended strangely. Oh, it must have been one of those plug-in ones. I wouldn't trust a plug-in vibrator. No. I wouldn't trust it, because 
Not without a kill switch. Well, you you'd need a you need a breaker box yes. to plug it into because if if any I don't want to say juice if any moisture get if the wire break get, get a little break in it because the dog our dog chews the, the wires everywhere all the lamps and everything are now potential death traps because because um, the dog chews the wire so if the dog had chewed the wire on the uh, um, plug in dildo and then you. I mean, I don't know what I don't. I don't want to go below the belt, but if you spurt on it, is that acceptable? You any spills? You could die. You could die, and no one wants to to um, have on their uh, death certificate death by sex toy. No one wants that. Also, isn't it unromantic having to plug something in? Yeah. I mean, also, the and position also, you've got to assume to plug it in. Yeah, also, can, can you come this little bit further down the bed? Come a little bit. I, it doesn't reach. And I, the, we lo- Get the extension the, cable we're out. We're using the extension cable <laughs> downstairs for the sky. So, come, can you come over here? Just come and, it's only, come and sit by the plug. <laughs> Just take away from the spont. Um, everything else is... Uh, oh, there's, a, there's some nice pictures of an old man smashing a car with a golf club. Speaking of old men... Smashing Hello, up time. Hello, boy, how are you doing? <laughs> All right, it's Mr. Ross. from Watford. Oh, God, don't. <laughs> how you doing, man? Mind you, if you did uh, succumb to death by a sex toy, yes. they would play at your funeral, Chaz and Dave's Rabbit. Yay! Yay! One for the teenagers yeah. there. There we go. There we go. Wowzers. Look, look at Paul plugging it in. He's got it. I like that shirt. Where's that from? Uh, it's, a, it's a kind of remake of a retro Ben Sherman. It's not quite right because Ben Sherman never had pockets. No. And they wouldn't have done the reverse pattern on the blue and white yeah. check, would they? Well, it's it's not I, I'm not calling you out for a fake shirt. I'm calling no, you out for No, it's a proper Ben Sherman, it. but it's a modern Ben Sherman, not the right, old school. I see, I see. I it's see. got the hook at the back and all that old yeah, stuff, but yeah. it hasn't got. That's too much detail. It's not epaulets. What's the point of epaulets? I think he looks good, man. Put your berry under him, don't you? Yeah, but in, I'm not in the army, sadly. <laughs> oh, I thought of another horror film that doesn't involve sex. Go on. The Others with Nicole Kidman. Ah, ah, now you but see. But isn't I... part of her furies that she's an abandoned, sexless mm. wife? Everything's about sex. Of course, with some it, is. Course I, it is. I'm dreading the, the next four shows. I come <laughs> back and talk radio's been taken off. There's the an air. orderly queue outside the building because apparently they're having an audience in here selling tickets. And oh all my sorts. god! Looking <laughs> forward to that. I'll come back. The place will be boarded up. <laughs> no, I'll talk radio. I remember that. Yeah, got closed down when that <laughs> Catherine Boyle. It's one way to go down in history. What old tosh have you got on your show tonight? Mr. Well, we've got the usual old tosh, including yes. an astonishing assertion by an absolutely vaulting woman called Anne Coulter, a regular on Fox News, oh, yeah. who says that the weeping children yeah. in those uh, migrant actors. camps... Child actors. Is she, is she saying that again? Child actors, yeah. They're oh. child actors, and they were. And she read that in the New Yorker, that mighty organ of public opinion, and I've read the New Yorker article. It doesn't say that. This it is says, the whole um, Alex Jonesification of America. Yeah. Even he's backtracked on that one. Yeah, but it's an absolutely appalling clip, so we're talking about that on the programme, but I want to show you both this. Now, yeah. I'm fascinated by the Easter Island statues. Oh, They're yeah, only about yeah. 800 years old. People think they were much older. Polynesian, they think. Yeah. They all faced inwards. Many were collapsed, some kind of revolt and rebellion on the island. Some of them, though, wear these rather fetching hats. Can you see the size of them? Now, these yeah. weigh tons and tons. Oh, yeah, look at that. We've got yeah. an academic on the programme coming up in half an hour's time. He spent eight years studying them. He's worked out how they got the hats on top of the heads of the Easter wow. Island statues. Oh, I love stuff like that. Oh, you see? The man's a legend. He's been, yeah. he's been researching it. They tried it. Thor Heyerdahl, who did the Contiki expedition, got involved in this. Yeah. And he thought, I know how to put these. He couldn't work out how to do it. He chipped and damaged them. They're absolutely pristine until the And they're rather fetching, aren't they? Yeah, one of them. They're a bit like the early versions of the Donny Osmond cap. Yeah, they're Or nice. the Elephant Man's cap. Yeah, they're nice. 
nice, them, aren't they? Mm. So there you go. Oh, that, and of course, I didn't realise there's a Japanese space mission above our heads at the moment, heading for an asteroid. Oh. They're going to circle it. Next week they arrive. They're going to circle it for nine months, take samples and bring it back. Are there what people, is going on in space? Are there people in no, there? No, no, it's a it's remote a one. Thing. It's a remote one, but it yeah. seems everybody is in space at the moment. Well, I, wasn't there a story about 10, 15, 20 years ago that China was going to blow up the moon? Was, but there was something there in was there. something about mine yeah i think the chinese were going to mine on the moon using they believed some right. low density explosive right okay which wouldn't send they believed or hoped would send any or hopes, yes. well, hope they wouldn't send them away from the moon they yeah. keep in the moon's orbit but yeah. blow up the weather great that's a great feel way to happen but, but you, do you know what if, if putin is is you know wants to put his stamp he should just go and blow the moon up who's going to stop him blowing the moon up <laughs> that, no one that would be great wouldn't it but as we know the russian economy is pretty much collapsing apart from the world cup so i don't yeah. He's got, he's got a rubber soap over there. Paul, thank you very much indeed. Just whack them straight through, please, um, Sam. Just put the... <laughs> I don't know who this is. Let's go. Hello, who's this caller? Hello? Hello? Hello, you're on the yeah. air. Yes? Hello, Ian. It's Jim, who got drunk once and phoned up. You, that doesn't narrow, narrow it down. down too much, I'm afraid. Well, we spoke about Radiant Silver Gun, the Sega Saturn game. Yes, you were drunk and talking about old video games, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, have you seen Ready Player One? Yes, I have. What do you think? I think it's a work of art. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Thanks very much for calling. Uh, and, 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 and that's how we like to end the show. <laughs> good old Jim. Always reliable. I liked Ready Player One. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was a good film, yeah, I thought. Cracking... I've still got to see Deadpool 2. Have you seen oh, that? You, yeah. You've seen it. You've not seen Deadpool 1. No, but I don't think I, I missed anything. I preferred oh, Deadpool, Deadpool 1. Brilliant. Yeah, I preferred I 1, but 2 is... I mean, I, I buy into the whole Ryan Reynolds thing. I That's think the girlfriend funny. die at the beginning of Deadpool 2. Well, do you want Do you want to know? I'm guessing from the reviews, which kind of hinted at it. Well, do you want to know? Cause yeah, I'm not, I do. Yeah, she does, yeah. And she comes back to life at the end, though. Well, well the, 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 yeah. the baddie can time travel. Okay. There we go. Bit like that Superman film when he spun the earth the other way round and brought back Lois Lane. Significantly <laughs> better than that whole cop-out at the end of Superman. That still rankles, doesn't it? No, I can no. tell. Well, I watched it recently, and I was waiting for, um, we've got to go in ten seconds. I was oh, waiting for just, Zod to appear, but of course that's Superman 2. Terence Stamp, of course. Yeah. Um, Sword Punk, yeah. a festival for you and your boys when they're older. It's yeah. happening in the autumn. The tickets go on sale today. You learn to throw axes, to use pole arms, and also sword fighting in a safe environment. Paul Ross, please don't. Thank you very much. Ta-ta! <laughs>